0: Hey guys, this week's episode of What's Up Bro Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at InTouch Financial Group. Call InTouch Financial Group for all of your financial needs at 678-819-5353. Again, that's 678-819-5353 or send them a request for more information at InTouchPromo.com. Again, that's InTouchPromo.com. As a parent, I looked into information about getting, you know, my kids started for a college plan to save up money because the cost of a four-year college plan in the year 2034 is going to cost an average of $288,000 in today's dollars. In order to avoid that, make sure to give them a call. In Touch Financial Group all right their parents themselves they know what we what we want they know what you're looking for they know what you need more than you do all right they have all the information all this financial stuff is very confusing to most of us not to our friends at in touch financial group so make sure you go ahead and give them a call they uh they want to give our kids a head start towards a financial future, and they and they can get you on a plan. They can get you started on a plan that will not only help save for college, but it will also create a personal pension for the quote pensionless generation. Right? You hear a lot of, about pensions from older people, but the, the reality is, unless you call our friends at In Touch Financial Group, you may not know how to get that started. So again, In Touch Financial Group at six seven eight. again that's 678-819-5353 or send them an email for more information at intouchpromo.com so do it guys call them email them get some information don't if not for you for your kids if not for your kids for your wallet for your future's wallet do it man alright thanks a lot let's get on to the show hello Hello? Hello. Amo.
1: Amo. Dora.
0: Dora? Sí. Sí. Amo. Amo that's how when is done all right everyone chill are you not entertained i'm funny how i mean funny like i'm a clown i amuse you bad guy in a little code cool, cool cool i want my money's worth
1: he pulls a knife you pull a
0: gun he sends one of yours to the hospital you send one of his to the morgue fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life son are you merely adopted the dark i was born in it boys have a penis girls have a vagina excuse me
1: your balls
0: are showing bumblebee tuna it's about damn time can you dig it all right cool so now we're starting this is how we start out. This is how we do this. This is how we do, because we have a bumper at the front and does all that oh, uh, bullshit. Look who's turning their phone off, because I'm a
1: goddamn professional.
0: Professional. I just texted the one person who would text me and be like, I'm doing a podcast, so if you yes. can talk to you later, please. Is that pretty, one person please. your wife? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, clearly. All right, obviously. well, stop being secretive about it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one person who knows the secrets. <laughs> Got kind of her finger on the red button. <laughs> the one the person. The one person. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I like, I like, uh, welcome. Well, first of all, let me let, welcome, uh, to What's Up Bro podcast. Thank you for listening, the listeners. Yeah. Uh, we have Al Jackson in the his house. Um, I don't know why I said his house, but I like it. I think I'm trying to make it. me feel comfortable. Well, yeah. Trying to make you feel, uh, welcome. You're wearing a shirt that says hip hop on it. So yes. I just, felt, you know,
1: <laughs> somebody's dad. I know you are somebody's dad, but you're studying the city. I am got hip hop, so there must be violence following.
0: No, I never <laughs> said violence. I just said his house because of that. Yeah, oh,
1: Okay, that's the only reason I, I said his me feel house. comfortable. You see, there you go. That was your verbal rubbing of my back.
0: Mm. Okay. Mm. I don't okay. like the fact that you're wearing. Did you get that t-shirt tucked in your shirt? Did you go to the tailor and get that shit? Why tucked in? It just seems as if your arms, like you got them in. Like you know what cops do? They fucking get their shirts tailored so that their biceps could bulge out more? Are you serious? That's what I looked. like. I had no okay. idea. Shit. First of all, you just got a text. Lord, let me... Let Is me it take from a the one person? I don't know. I didn't even check it. Who cares? Let me, t- let me take a picture of you and then show you what you look like I think you just in that shirt. In there. Well, I'm going to post it up on our, on our Instagram. That's... Yeah. But doesn't it look like you're like, oh, he...
1: I think that. I'm just sitting weird. Because what you can't see like there, that looks great because of your arms. It, you're not saying that the gut is also tucked in, too. Well, it's that's... tucked into the gut. <laughs> <laughs> the gut is like, we've got it down here. It's pulling my shit down like a shade. The one says hi. Oh, okay. Tell us what up. Tell no, what I'm
0: I can't I can't tell you that now. We'll tell you that later. She'll okay, sure well, hear this podcast. She'll hear it. Yeah, she'll sure hear it. Let's what's what's up, up, mama? How are you? The, a, yeah, I know Well, you... First of all, let me promo you a little bit. You are... A great comic, great friend of mine. We've been, we've known each other forever. Forever. Uh, ten years when you first started doing comedy. You say that I used to, that I shit on you. You did the first time. No, I did
1: not. Yeah. It I, was, it it wasn't shit. Let me take the word shit out. Yes, you didn't shit on me. There's a you can shit on. You Tell the story. Tell the story. All right. Uh, you and you were dismissive, which looking back on it, you kind of should be.
0: Well, here's the thing. I was running the open mic at the Miami Improv, right? And the only reason I was running the open mic is because there was not going to be an open mic that week because they were going to cancel it. And then I, I jumped in.
1: By the man. way, this is how you can tell you don't drink. And I, you can remember this just yes. vividly. I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I asked Renee. I said, "Hey, the open mic," and then like, and she said, "Well, we might cancel because we don't have anybody coming in." And I said, "Well, if I could get a lineup together." Would you? Because she used to, this back back in the day. Like now, mm-hmm. she has assistants that do this shit for her. But back then, she was the one doing it. It's like. crazy how much this has grown. Yes, and so I said, if I could get a lineup together, and then I knew Oni, and Oni knew Karimi, Oni knew Matt uh, Matt Hafer. Mm-hmm. So he knew all these guys. Um, what's his name? Uh, Rio Dio, Khalil, Ronnie, Ronnie. Yeah, he's so, in Cairo right now. Yeah, so we we so he knew us because of, because I knew only I was able to put it all together. You show up night of, and you go, hey, can I get a spot on? I'm like, no, we're we're full. Like it's not, I don't know what to say. So that's all I did. Right. It wasn't like I was being like, fuck you. Who no, are you? that's you why I said son- you
1: didn't shit on me. It was just, and the thing is, you. Have, this is what I've never told you is I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy that you were like, it's kind of like when you don't want to do something, like when the dentist calls, like, look, we got to reschedule your root canal for a month. You're like, all
0: right. Yeah,
1: good. <laughs> it's a uh, dude. I The fear, the fear that. And, and, and also, I think that did one of two things after I didn't get on that set. I went and did a bunch more bar shows after that. and I think that really helped me. I didn't I didn't really reapproach a comedy club after that uh, for probably like another six months. So I did another six months of just doing shitty bar gigs. So by the time I did a club, and I was a, much stronger. And a chess club. And we did chess club <laughs> with a coked out manager. <laughs> wow.
0: There was legitimately a fucking uh, club where there was chess tables. And if how did that? In Miami
1: Beach. What's your business model? Like people are going to get tired of the sun and the hot chicks. You know what people need? Chutes and ladders. <laughs> All day. <laughs> while they drink expensive red wine it's just, it was just the worst idea
0: ever but it may i don't know it stayed up for a couple months right you, yeah
1: I, but i think i think anytime you see a business where you're like how are they still in business they're not they're hemorrhaging dough but they still look open so you're like they must be doing great they're not
0: well, that there's that African place in uh, that sells uh, in the grove. In the grove, is that place still there? Still it's called there. like Out of Africa yeah, or something yeah. like it that. It literally moved next door, like to where uh, you remember how it used to be in the corner mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And then next to it used to be the cigar shop. Right. It moved right is next it, to that. Is, is the, the cigar side. shop still there? No.
1: Wow. Yeah. So that African place outlived the Improv, Wet Willies. There used to be the United Color Benetons over there in that right. co- in that corner. Right. And dude, listen, I am glad. I just don't. I want to know how many people are lining up to buy shit out of there. Ever-
0: I've never seen the in the amount in the years that I've been working there, and the years that that place has been open, and the years that I've been working at the that I did the Miami Improv, where I would hang out outside. Never saw a person in there.
1: And and that's in, in an area now where there's no foot traffic. No. Like that means that somebody's like, Let me drive down to Coconut Grove so I can get some incense. Which is like how which how is the reason why that? the
0: Miami Improv closed, because there's no foot traffic, and yet this out of Africa place is like, no, we're good. Right. I don't like I, even the few people I've been in there a couple of times. Even the few people that were there never bought shit. Did you ever think in
1: your lifetime you'd be like you'd say something like the reason the Miami Improv closed? Never. That place never was so and th- this is why I'm kind of um disappointed because if anybody's listening to this and i'm sure you're younger than us i am in i'm 36 but if you're like 24 and you have an idea like man we should be recording this we should be just fucking do it because yeah. how great would it be if we had just like a ton of footage of like those open mics at the miami improv and how young and how much fun we how many crazy managers it was like such a special place but you're like eh, it's a fucking improv it'll always be there and then it's closing you're like you just think about all the uh, just how much fun how many belly laughs we had off stage in that place, you know, just like just laughing all night, laughing about people said and in open or this being a dickhead. It's just like there were just so many, you know, funny things that headliners would do. I just don't know. Be I don't. I think clubs are so corporate now. I don't even know if you could have a Miami Improv like unless it was like a freestand. Especially that's part of a chain yeah. like the Improv is. Like sometimes you do go to freestanding clubs and it's just like like I'm doing the um. I'm doing the comedy connections in Lansing, uh, not this weekend. I was say in Miami, but next weekend, and that's like a club where, like, the first time I went there, the bartender was like, "I ordered a drink," and the bartender just looks at me and goes. I'm so drunk, I don't know if you're saying words or not. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Like, he said he was so serious, Terry. He was so serious. And it just, like, it was so beautiful. Like, it's like, listen, this is, I mean, I'm at my job. It's 8 o'clock, and I am blackout drunk. And it's just like, the Miami Improv was like that, but like more professional. The food was good, yeah. and like you know, you just knew all the bartenders and shit. Remember when Chef was back there yeah, cooking yeah, yeah, and just yeah. like giddy, and, and it's just like this weird moment in time where we're like we were all young. The servers were all there, like evil, and we were all kind of this generation of comics was coming up, and then it just it just ended, and it it, it as all things do but I just wish I wish we had more to remember that place by because it was like such a cool place
0: well I remember it quite well because I don't drink and I don't do the stuff that you've done Al right but I remember it quite well right, I haven't molested <laughs> kids <laughs> well, Not yet. I didn't mean that that has no effect in your memory <laughs> like, why do you have shitty memory it's because of my fucking uh, my pedophilia I, <laughs> I meant drugs
1: I only I have I a bad memory in deposition
0: yeah. mm, I don't recall yeah. I don't recall <laughs> uh, no man but you're absolutely right I, I have uh, I wrote a love letter to the improv with closed like a fag. Yeah, because I read I, that online because I loved it. Like I was like that to me was the first place I ever stepped on a stage. It was just I mean, how many careers did did that did that place? I don't want to say launched, but how many careers were started at the Miami Improv? You know what I mean?
1: Started in fuck, careers, friendships.
0: Yeah, exactly. Fucking friendships, exactly. man. Remember Kim, the bartender Kim? Yes, she was at the show last uh, last weekend. I worked in Marco Island. Yeah, with Brad Williams. And her and Brad are cool. And she went out to bed. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she didn't know I was going to be Jim there. Kim Golden? Yeah, yeah. The I barton. just talked to her. Yeah, she's yeah, doing yeah. good. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. And it was like meeting. It was literally, I haven't seen her. You know, she left there, you know, a year or two before the, before the place closed down. Right. But, I was like, oh my! I haven't talked to her like in three years, and it was like catching up with with family. Right. That's exactly what it was. It was just like, hey, how are you? And we just having a good time, and we just hung out the rest of the night. But it was great. It right. was that type of like. Remember, and we went through that. Remember these part. and we went through the list of bartenders.
1: Oh my. And gosh. went through
0: a list of uh, you know servers, and we're like, oh, have you talked to you, you know whatever? And I, am and luckily, I hate to be sound like that old guy, but it's like, I get to keep in contact with them through Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. But I do like it's fucking great. Well, I that know.
1: that's the cool thing, and I mean, I think that that's the one gift that we've been given in our lives because for as much as people talk shit about facebook and instagram and twitter you would never know what happened to these people like how would you realistically keep up with with art who used to be a weight who i love but i look and i'm like oh art's back in college oh art's doing this it's like you almost get a chance to be a part of somebody's life their whole life from thousands of miles even if you never see it and even if you just go hey man i met the love of my life we moved to australia but i saw Uh I listen to your podcast every every week, Neri. Yeah. I haven't seen you in seven years, but they hear your voice every week. It's it's a you can communicate with people that you would have never it would have been just been like, Hey man, we're never gonna see each other again. So let's be real. Yeah. You know, and now like you can you can really be a part of somebody's life, man. I think that's dope. Well
0: I now, and I know, don't know if you know this, but I, and I know you shit it on, on, uh, on your on your podcast, What's What? What's What podcast? Make sure you guys check that out. But uh, I know you guys talked about it briefly about MySpace mm-hmm. uh, a couple of episodes ago. I literally met my wife. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Bad Dad's podcast, another podcast that you were on recently. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, I met my wife on MySpace. Right. And legitimately, like that's, and we've been together now seven years. Wait, I shit it on MySpace? No, no. Pop, bad, bad dads did. I'm sorry. I oh yeah, just, no, because was, I've been going through a day of podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> to, yeah.
1: I was like, I think MySpace was like such a great I idea. Fucking and I fucking love it. It was really, it was really kind of a cool thing that like people just didn't know what it was. What it was, but everybody was like, hey, I kind of like. Have my own page and people hit me up on it it's like kind of like, cool and you could
0: and you could and i know everybody shits on the whole fact that the girls would overdo it with the fucking designing their pages type of oh deal my God. but that's the point of it is that you design it however the fuck you want so the moment you click on somebody's page and it'll take 35 seconds two minutes to load you go nah, i'm out of here yeah i'm out i don't need right. this craziness yeah I don't,
1: I don't i don't i don't jam my computer up because you want to have dollar bill signs falling from your screen <laughs> i don't
0: <laughs> we get it you clearly want attention yeah. and you like shit pretty <laughs> fuck you i'm out like i don't need this yeah. shit so yeah i, I thought it was fucking great man i thought the whole social media thing is great which is brings me to the thing that you guys on what's what you guys do like science uh well let me rephrase that Forrest does science uh articles <laughs>
1: and, i had an uh, article this week
0: dude you, you had a list yeah you i have didn't a have a list this week yeah did you get my tweet Did i, I mentioned you guys on the tweet Where have you seen the new robocop i know you haven't because you, no, know, no. you don't watch movies how was it I like the movie, right? Uh-huh. But the part that made me laugh—I literally laughed out loud, was in, a lot—was there's a scene where um, Sam Jackson is. He's playing the dude, that political analyst uh, that he has his own TV show, right? And he's like, you know, this guy, you know, he's not even doing the whole fair and balanced bullshit. He's like, these people are wrong and these people are right. So on one hand, we have the owner of like it's a Steve Jobs guy, it's played mm-hmm. by Michael Keaton. He's like, we have him, and they show him in a magazine article of like. Technology today, or some shit like that, right? Right. And on the other hand, we have Senator blah 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 who's against the bill putting robots, and it's the fucking cover of the Atlantic, isn't? I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's fucking House Magazine. I love the oh, Atlantic. Shit, it's such a great magazine too. It, it's, I've never even heard of that fucking magazine until Re- listening to What's What Pod.
1: I, I read it. It's got like really, int- like it just had an article about black fraternities in there yesterday, and like how it was written by a black guy.
0: And it's funny. uh would well, be kind of shitty if it was written by a white dude. Well, if you do <laughs> research, I feel like you can do. You no, know. you can't talk about black. You get as a journalist, you're gonna. That's you're never gonna look at it. You're gonna look at it with a fucking skewed like. Mm, I would like view. to see a
1: white because white and black fraternities are so different. Where I think I feel like when white people get done with their fraternity when they graduate from Arizona State, like they never think of it again. And like literally, I was on a flight uh, coming here. And there was a black dude who was probably like sixty. and had his had his jacket on, you know, his his fraternity jacket. He had on red jeans to match jacket and white shoes. And he's like, I mean, he probably graduated from college forty five years ago. But like, black fraternities, you take that shit to the grave. Like, there's a there are certain songs that you sing. Like, once a fraternity member has died, like you for know, real, yeah, like it's like it's a it's like joining like the castle of skull or some shit. Like that shit goes on forever. And white fraternities are like, hey, we drank a lot. Good seeing you. I'm going to go make a million dollars now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, black people hang on to that shit. Well, Finesse has a a fucking... Finesse Mitchell Mm has a a fucking... He got it em- uh, embroidered, the fucking... i uh, embroidered, listen to me, the fucking... Um, he got a brand. A brand yeah. of, of his fraternity shit. i mean, yeah. that it's not that serious, bro. And he's like, yes, it is. Like, he was yeah. like, yeah. And so- first of all, when
1: when you hear the word brand and you're like, what does that mean? It means a brand, like the way you brand cattle. Yes. With that hot metal that you stick into the fire and then smash it on its cow skin. That's what it does. Like, they take a hot metal thing and they put it... And the thing is, it's weird because... Black fraternities adopted this branding thing, but our skin has something that's called. It has a tendency sometimes to keloid up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that yeah, is? Yeah, like, yeah, bubbles. Yeah, yeah, so like we're the worst people to be to be branding them. So, uh, people do, and their their brand keloids up, and it looks like terrible. It yeah. looks like the symbol, but like with like big fat. Sad raindrops off of it.
0: I have exactly, I have a couple friends who have their fraternities branded on them, and I, I and he. I I remember one time I made the joke to my well, actually my my friend made the joke. I go, dude, why are you gonna? Why would you fucking brand yourself? He's already done it, and I'm like, why? What, what fucking went through your mind to get branded? And he's like, because I'm black and you can't see tattoos on me. And I'm like, eh, okay, nah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. It's one way to point taken. Yeah. All right. All right. Got that, that. That's uh right. a,
1: it's a it's a weird thing, but just I think the general rule in life is. You don't want to have anything permanent on you that you did when you were 18 or 19.
0: Yeah, I think you, well, the my rule is you have to want it for at least a year. That's a good rule. That's what I always tell myself. I'm like, so anytime I want to get a tattoo, I go, okay, I want to get this. This will be my next one. And I hold on to that. And, and if a year from now, I still want it, then I'll, again, I'm full of tattoos. But I'm like, in a year from now, I got to wait a year.
1: So if you want one, you'll still wait, even though you have a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, How many yeah, do yeah, you yeah. have, by the way? Seven or eight. Two, three. You're starting to be lose count, guy.
0: Five, six, seven. Yeah, eight, eight. including your ring tattoo. my ring tattoo. Okay, that's eight. but th- that's not doesn't count as three. I know somebody was like, yeah, there's three stars in your fucking ring. Uh. No, it's just fucking one. It's right. Just, which is uh, but yeah, I got eight. So seven of you go. Yeah, but you have like pieces. Yeah, I have like You don't have, like have a thing mo- that just most says mom. Of my, most of my shit is like, the one that took the less amount of time was my daughter's name on my arm, and that took uh, an hour and a half, two. Okay. Two hours. That was a la- everything else is taking like 10 and a half hours. Shit. Eight, 10 hours, yeah. It's like three sittings. It's Yeah, yeah, I knew that. But, yeah fucking i have the good skin when you want to tell you, you yeah. can see the shit that comes out you were talking about the atlantic I, i'm fucking completely cut you off talking about the atlantic you talk about the black fraternities a story of black,
1: oh black. well yeah it was just interesting because i uh, you know i pledged the black fraternity which will rename, remain nameless but <clears throat> the type the, you know the 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 article was about um you know that like black people beat you up they the black fraternities beat you up uh when i was pledging there was a guy the year before me that got his arm, uh, like, shattered. Like, they broke his arm with a two-by-four. This is in college. Jeez. Uh, and there, were, you, Why? there was a kid, because you just get hit. They just hit you. So there was, like, a kid. You remember last year, this was National News. It was on, um, they did HBO Real Sports. That kid at FAMU got killed yes, and joined a band fraternity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fucking band fraternity murdered a motherfucker. Because what you're supposed to do, like, to get into your fraternity, to get into a band fraternity, I guess, like, They put you on the band bus, and everybody's seated there, is like at midnight with their instruments, and you have to make it from the front of the bus to the back of the bus, and get out that back escape escape door. And as you run down the aisle, like people hit you with like horns and fucking fists, yeah. And it's like, oh, you got beat to death with a fucking horn. That's metal. It's just people hitting with metal, just as in the shape of a horn. So, and I guess like because I read the whole article, they had a whole time breakdown, like what happened. Uh, The kid gets on the bus, he had. He had made it to, like, like three quarters of the way to the bus, and somebody grabbed his leg and pulled him back. Oh. And they beat his ass, like, some more. So by the time he got out, uh, they said the only words he ever said, he said, uh, I, I need water. I don't feel good. And he just never came to again. Oh, shit. And they said the doctor said that, like, his internal organs had been liquefied. Like, he had been in, a like, a five-car accident. Like, there was just no – he didn't have, like, a discernible pancreas. Or oh. gut, they just liquefied his. They just beat him to death internally, and it's just like the black people that went to black colleges. That shit does not surprise me at all.
0: Really? Like, fuck I'm no, even I didn't even go to college. Or what the fuck would I know? But I'm like, <laughs> <not>, I'm like, <laughs> no, what? Not a. Dude, it's, that's blunt force trauma, by the way. That's like, yeah, that goes to what you were saying about like, oh, it's in the shape of a horn. Like, no, no, that's yeah. fucking blunt yes. force trauma. You're, you're, you're
1: beating a man to death with your hands. Yeah, which is different than just like I got drunk and shot my shotgun off and, and hit the neighbors. It's it's like when you when you kill somebody when you and ten other people kill somebody with weapons. That's that's next level shit. That's evil you know? shit, though, because you had to know first of all that you're on the bus, but like there had to be a moment where somebody was like. This dude doesn't look so good. Yeah. You know, you don't look good right before you're being beaten to death. Like, this this isn't like some shit where they were like, we made him drink ammonia. We didn't know it was toxic. Like, that's, you know, some radio stunts. Yeah, yeah. You know, that woman died a couple years ago. They made her drink all that water. It's like, hold your wee for a wee or something like that. And she died from overwatering. Yeah, it's just something. It's
0: called toxins. Uh, yeah, it's a water toxin. It's a water. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Something. About. Yeah, but you can overhydrate. I heard. That I heard was mar- the first time I heard about
1: that. Yeah, I heard marathon runners sometimes do that too when they're done running like r- amateur ones they'll drink too much water and it's hyper hypoplasmic like your cells just swell with water like so but anyway like they you know they they killed this guy and i mean i saw guys at my school getting beat it's a very hush-hush thing you, you know you see guys in class that can't sit down because they get they you know they paddle your ass right, right and it's uh it's just it's just stupid it's just it's dumb and, and what this article was talking about was like these are not like really other college students because i know when we were pledging there would be grown men out there, like grown men like that. I graduated in '86, man, and you ain't about to cross this fraternity without fucking feeling me, like grown men.
0: That's like the Ben Affleck fucking uh from uh from Days and Confused character. Yeah, the yeah. fucking dude's like he didn't he graduate like five years ago? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's still here. He's still paddling, motherfuckers.
1: So yeah, a grown man still going up to a college campus and and beating up a kid that might be seventeen. He's probably half your age. And at seventeen, what are you weighing? Buck
0: 80? Well, I was fat on my life. (laughs) (laughs) You had a little extra padding back then. 17. You should have played, Tommy. That was my 240 weight, though. (laughs) (laughs) Son. Dude, um, that's fucking crazy to me. I've never... That is never... Like, I've never... Like, you was telling me this. I'm like, watch... I'm like... My facial expression. There are a few. There are you know a couple of times where I wish it was a video podcast. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It's it's, that's and the fact that they didn't even phase you. You're like, "No, that's." Uh,
1: and, and, and I mean, I've got stories, but every people have stories, dude. Like it was just and just I. It definitely affected. But my, you know that going in, academic, though, right? Did you know that going in? You do, but like, it, I'm not trying to be insulting to 17 year olds, but like when you're first hitting college, uh, and you don't, you're looking for a place. You're looking for a place to to get some identity you don't play Long. yeah you don't play sports you don't play an instrument you don't you're not in the science club you are just like oh this fraternity they seem like they get respect around campus which is what you want as a skinny freshman with acne and you're like oh well, how do i get down with that and they know that and they take advantage of that they they used to make people buy food for them and buy beer and buy chicken and like trying to buy beer when you're 17 and buy food when you barely have enough food for yourself for grown men, it's like it's it sucks, man. Yeah, that's that's a. It's uh, and then you just have the fear of just like we need to see. Like you would just get a call in your room, just like oh, we need to see you tonight, and you'd call your pledge mate, and he'd be like, I call him because as soon as they, as soon as one calls the other, you know it's bad. Because it, the, usually there's a line of like ten guys that that are trying to cross the fraternity. With my situation, there were only two. They only me and one other dude, so we got the brunt force. Of this entire fraternity. Me and this other dude. Jeez. So it's just like, he would just call me and I, he'd be like, yo, they want to see us tonight. And I remember just the dread that I would be feeling. Even I'm in class, like, just knowing, like, you're going to get beat up right after your science lab. Like, a man is going to beat you up. Jeez. You that, know? That's
0: normal shit, though, man. A yes. Grown- a it's- grown man. And I mean. The, I'm in the, fucking shock. Like, the cats that like-
1: I was fucking with weren't even throwing punches. A lot of dudes used to throw punches. Like, Ooh. just hit you in the ribs and just, you know, hit you with a two-by-four. But that was every time you met. Where's the beer? Where's the chicken? Let's go. Do you know your shit? You just have to memorize poems where they'd be screaming in your face. And if you fucked up, you'd have to start off. If you fucked up your poem, they would beat your uh, your linemen. But Like, why don't your I, boy know his shit?
0: Not, not, and not to sound like a fucking... <clears throat> do you think that plays into the whole why you guys become closer type of shit? When you graduate college, because we started off the conversation where you're like, when you graduate college, you still like, this is like my brother, and this is like your fucking tight fucking knit. Yeah. You think that ass whooping was like, well, we fucking been through hell together, and maybe, and- I mean, maybe I w-
1: I would make the argument that pledging a fraternity for as, uh, hinders as many people graduating as anything on a black college. Pledging yeah. a fraternity, some people go to college. I feel like just a pledge, and then they drop out. Like, I don't like our turnover rate at our school. I went to a small black school in Mississippi. Our turnover rate, you know, for people that that start freshman year and graduate senior year was fucking terrible. Wow. It was like, I think it was, I don't know what it it was, something like four four out of every 10 freshmen will graduate as seniors in four years. Jesus. Like, you just. 60% job already? Yes, dude, because you were just seeing, dude, minority students. And I saw it. It was such a weird thing I saw it at Brown, too, which is a completely. Ivy League school, you know, top of these kids all killed on the SAT. And I still would see just like, I'd be like, yo, what happened to Nary? He was here last, oh, man, Nary, Nary's back in Brooklyn this year. He, he he, fucked up and they kicked him out. Like, black and Hispanic students, the, the turnover rate in college is, is startling.
0: Well, I remember uh, a couple years after high school, um, I was working some shitty telemarketing job. And I remember that the star fucking running back for the football team, while I was in high school, like had come back, and he was working there. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this dude doing back?" And uh, and I'm like, "Oh, this dude's back." The way I said it was, "Oh, this dude's back." I'm like, "Oh, that's blah blah blah." Like I never I never hung out with him in fucking school, so I didn't even know him, but I knew of him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that's the running back, yeah." And like, "Oh, okay." And they go, "Yeah, he came back because um, the fucking college that he was in, he went to like a Division two school, mm-hmm. and the college that he was in." he said uh, the way he was saying it is like, yeah, uh, he couldn't take it anymore. The the racism was too much. And I I remember thinking at that time, I was like, that's some punk shit, dude, man. You fucking just you know put up with it. And and my brother was like, no, dude, you're fucking, you live in Miami and you're Hispanic, so you're not a minority. You don't fucking really know the whole shit. Mm -hmm. Like going, he's like that dude, what he was dealing with is on a whole other level of of some shit where because he was Hispanic and he looks white as fuck Mm -hmm. and he was going through a division two school where everybody was fucking almost black. He's like, Dude, he was getting a lot of fucking heat. Mm-hmm. He was getting a lot, of, and then
1: was, at a at a black school.
0: No, he was talking about a, the football team was black, and he was talking about the, the it was a white school, but the football team was black, so he did, he couldn't even find a home anywhere. He was like, wow. one of those on the football team, they didn't like him because he wasn't black," and then off. The f- off the ca- off the field on campus, the white people didn't like him because he wasn't fucking. You know what I mean? He wasn't white, so he was one of those fucking right. type of shit. And I was like, Ew, "Damn, well that's why I didn't go to college. Now. <laughs> that's why that's, I wasn't a star running that's back. That's why I wasn't a star running back. Who needs to be a star running back and deal with all those social pressures? Yeah, no thank. I don't you. want
1: to get a blowjob every Friday night after the game. That's disgusting.
0: Dude, I didn't even know what the fuck. I, I didn't even. I I literally I think I knew what a blowjob was when I was like seventeen. But wow. I knew what a blowjob. Maybe at 16 I knew. What are you, 19
1: kids and counting? Are you I, that shelters?
0: I don't fucking, like, I didn't know what, I mean, I think, I think, I, I'm assuming, because I knew what a, getting my dick sucked was, uh-huh. but I didn't know, what, and I had never gotten it, but I didn't mm. know what a blowjob was. If you would have been like, hey, that guy wants a blowjob, I'm like, what the fuck is a blowjob? But if you would have been like, hey, that guy wants his dick sucked, I'm like, oh, that sounds great. A dick suck is amazing. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's uh, And I can only imagine what a dick sucked, because I didn't, I got my first head, I, I was... 17. Right. 1718. Yeah. First? So you
1: started late, which I did too, which yeah. I think is a good thing. Which is I,
0: amazing to me. Like looking at you now you go like fucking you and Ricky Cruz. Like we had Ricky in here uh earlier and dude, you know Ricky's going to turn 40 next week. Right. Yeah. He looks fucking 40. Um,
1: I look at Ricky, I'm like that's a good-looking man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ricky is that, a good-looking guy. Damn right. He's I'm like
1: he's really oh, good the looking yeah. you're
0: almost 40, dude. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. I'm like I'm 8 years older than you and look Ten years older than you? How the yeah. fuck is that possible? And I know why. Fucking food. Damn you, food. Yeah. Uh, but dude, that I, I, I fucking. Uh, I, I'm surprised that you were that late of a bloomer.
1: It, it's good though because I just I, I feel like when you start fucking around early, like twelve,
0: because I had friends. No, that's crazy. Yeah, bro. I
1: know it's not that crazy, dude. People, because twelve is, let's even go 12, 13. That's like the summer going into eighth grade. People are fucking people are fucking. And then you get into high school, like 14, 15, 16, because you got hormones. You've got around the other sex all the time. And then you've got a lot of free time because a lot of people's parents don't get home for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And you got that window. And, and And everybody that's in middle school and high school knows about that. That window from, like, 2.30 to, like, when your mom rolling in the door. Yeah, 5.30, 36 if, if she gets out at 5.00. Yeah, yeah. Realistically, your mom comes in at 6.50. Like, right, with some
0: right, dinner right, or right, some
1: right. shit, you know? So you got, like, three hours to just be like, well, we can go to Nary's house. And then your house becomes a hangout house. And then your house becomes the fuck house. And that's what, ha- dude. You cannot give thirteen year olds and, and a then, three hour, do whatever the fuck you want every day window.
0: I think it's worse when you get into like fifteen or sixteen year olds because then at sixteen you have a restricted license, you get to fucking drive. You could drive, dude. That's fucking. That's like, it. I, I, I had the, I had the good fortune of having really strict old school third country parents mm-hmm. where they will fucking put an ass whooping to me at 16, 17. They didn't give a fuck. They will put, <laughs> they will put an ass whooping to me. <laughs> they will just they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. But I always earned it. It wasn't like for fucking random. Right. It wasn't like, hey, have I beat you this week? Come over here. Let me yeah. beat you. It was always like, did you fucking take the car out? mother? Are you fucking crazy? And I always had that fear. Like I never stole the- I never took the car out. I went out for one jury ride where I literally went around the block and I was so fucking scared mm-hmm. of getting caught by my parents. Not the cops. right? My fucking parents that I was like, yo, put this shit back in park and your fucking house
1: it's a it's a it's a healthy fear the i feel like you can kind of see the people now in your 30s that had a healthy fear of their parents because that fear even if that fear only carries you to 18 so much fucked up shit can happen between like 15 and 18 that you almost just can't recover from if you're just like if you're a girl and you become promiscuous at 13 15 you're fucking like some grown man you know, like, don't get it confused. Like, girls are fucking grown men. Yeah. Because a 16-year-old girl doesn't usually want a goofy braces having a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. They want the fuck. I remember, like, when I was teaching middle school, like, my students, you know, they always wanted to tell so They'd be like, she's dating a dude in high school. I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this girl's in my seventh grade science class, you know? But it's like, these girls have women, female, w- w- grown women's bodies, but childish minds. And guys come through and they take advantage of these girls. And by the time they're 18, they've been shitted on a couple times. There's so a couple of the guys probably beat them up, you know, and, it, you know, pregnancy scares and all the trains run on them and all that kind of stuff. And by the time you're 18, you're lightweight, you damaged goods mentally and physically and emotionally. You're just beat up whereas opposed to like you take a girl who what's kind of sheltered the girl's everybody's like man she never said anything in i the the girl that kind of like stays under the radar and then like around 24 like she you just look she's like oh my god that, that nerdy chick that was in the band was hot as fuck yeah it's because she didn't get beat up from like literally from like 13 to 18 like she looks fresh she yeah. looks like a woman that's like prepared for the next phase of life as opposed she to like she still has hope yeah you don't <laughs> want to be with some girl she's been living with her boyfriend she she was 17 like, uh, it's just like mentally, by the time you get that girl, she's already kicked the motherfucker out the house and the cops have been there. Like, by the time you do that, you're not the same, like, healthy, like, young person. It's like, oh, I'm ready to start my first relationship. You're like, all right, Nary. Well, I'm going to be with you, but you better not hit me like my ex. It's like you're already approaching relationships in a fucked up way because you've seen too much shit at a young age.
0: I, I um I always fucking dislike the dudes who were like dating chicks way younger than them only because i was like yo and i remember being a virgin in high school right and and thinking this at 17 and you could just say i remember high school <laughs> it really was, it really <laughs> was. And i remember being like a senior in high school i graduated high school at 17 i remember watching mm-hmm. like hanging out with girls in class They're like yeah my boyfriend goes my boyfriend goes to miami to date college yeah and you're like what <laughs> what the fuck what are you talking about how the fuck is that and then they will tell me yeah because all these fucking kids doing the fucking drama i'm like are you fucking crazy to me like to me in my mind i was like why the fuck and i would tell them i'm like you know they just want to fuck you like just flat out and they'd be like no no just, i'm like why the fuck are you kidding me why the fuck would this dude who's a grown man got grown man problems deal with a fucking 17 year old like are you kidding and i true true to form I was dating this girl through in high school for I we did it for ended up for like 5 years but the the last 2 years of high school we dated and she was in a grade lower than me even though her and I were the same age because I graduated early. So 6 months removed from high school, I'm in my first semester of fucking college of a community college. Fucking living still, I'm living at home with my mom, but I'm fucking in college and I remember visiting my then-girlfriend, and her going through all these fucking, oh, my grad night, and my fucking the senior night, and this and that, like I gotta get a ticket, and all this shit, and, and I remember being six months removed, being like, I don't give a fuck about this shit. It's this amazing, is isn't it? It's so fucking awful. It was so awful. I was like, I, I why am I listening to this? I don't give a fuck. And I that's six care. months. Imagine six if months. it was six years Thank and six you. months. Imagine if it was fucking three years where you just go, Oh, what are you doing? A ring ceremony. Oh, that's right. I literally went through that this fucking this week when I saw somebody post a picture of their son's ring ceremony. I go, oh, shit. Remember there was fucking ring ceremonies? I didn't fucking remember that because it's been over 13 years since I fucking graduated high school. So I was like, holy shit.
1: You've moved on.
0: Yeah, moved on. And then this dude is fucking here. Like, that's what I couldn't even fathom. Even uh, at that time, I'm thinking to myself, man, pussy must be amazing. Cause I remember being a, a senior in high school, seventeen, talking to these girls, and I and I remember thinking, "Pussy must be so great," because I wouldn't want to deal with fucking somebody's shit. This yeah. that that's this fucking. Are you kidding me? Like I know these girls; they're fucking dumb. They're high school girls. They're supposed to be dumb. Yeah. And I'm fucking twenty one, supposed to be dealing with a seventeen year old's shit. Like, oh. are you fucking kidding me? Like, how how great is pussy? Like, that's the, really the fucking argument. There, it's
1: one how- you can boil down your life to just simple, basic mammalian pleasures like eat shelter fuck yeah you know because you're not you're not and everybody's like oh man i just care about the pussy it's like do you do you just care because i'm gonna tell you what you're gonna fucking fuck that pussy you don't care about you're gonna get it pregnant and then when you're when the kid's 10 and that 17 year old pussy is now 27 and hates you hated you for 10 years it's like was it worth it dude Dude, was it worth? Tell me about how great her pussy was in two thousand three. Go ahead. There
0: were eighteen and nineteen year old girls at the fucking show after the show uh, that I did in Marco Island with Brad Williams. And first of all, was, shout out to Brad Williams. Fuck, huge shout out to Brad Williams. Love that dude. He's an incredible dude. Dude, love that. Dude. Uh, and so he, um, he, he, uh, they're hanging out and they're fucking drunk, right? To the point that. Brad and I were any kind of dirtbags, we could have fucking had our way with them. Right. But we were both like, All right, girls, we'll talk to you but you don't wanna stay, hang out, and you know and they were fucking 18, 19 like literally telling us we have fake IDs, so we were drinking. Ow, oh, they had fake IDs and we were like, Get let's get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. This is
1: not the Because the next time you hear that it'll be your lawyer going, They had fake IDs. <laughs> you should take the plea. Yes.
0: Yes, and right that, after
1: your wife divorces you, and
0: then I'm like, I don't. And one of the one of the girls goes, one of the girls goes to me. and She's from New York, and I'm literally waiting for Brad to finish selling his mm-hmm. sending his merch. He's sending his merch because I'm 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 giving him a ride back to the hotel. Right. So I'm you know I'm just waiting and they're talking, making small talk. I'm like, hey, whatever. Oh, you were funny. Oh, cool. Thanks. Whatever. Just chilling. Um, one of the girls was standing up. She uh, damn near took the fucking table out because she was she couldn't even stand stand yeah. up straight. So I come and I give her a fucking t- uh, chair stool and I go, well, "You need to sit down. Just have a seat because you can't stay standing up." Go, oh, you're so cool. You're so nice. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So uh, tell me about your bitch. Like literally, tell me about your wow. Bitch. If that was a dude, you guys are fighting right yes. there. Yes, like literally, like tell that's me, a fist fight Tell so me I- about your bitch. I was like, what? Yeah, tell me about your bitch. I was like, well, I don't have a bitch. He's dog, you know what I mean? Your fucking wife. I'm like, well, I have a wife. I don't have a bitch. Yes, because I talk about my fucking, in my my acts. I'm hiding anything. She's like, tell me about your bitch. I'm like, I don't have a bitch. I have a wife. And then he's like, but you know what I mean? She's like, all right, tell me about your wife. So I'm fucking, whatever. I'm like, what do you (laughs) want? All right, right?" I'll call her your wife. Like, you got some
1: weird fetish where you call her your wife. All right, Nary, we'll play by your rules.
0: You're non- Poor slut back. Fine, whatever. Unbelievable. And she literally, and so I'm like, well, what do you want to know? She's like, well, how long have you been with her? I'm like, oh, seven years or whatever the fuck. She's like, oh. So uh, later on, Brad came, said hi, said hi to them after he finished selling his merch or whatever. And then she fucking, the girl caused my truck. And maybe 10 minutes later, she's like, so, uh, so, hey, do you cheat on your bitch? Literally, this girl's asking me, 19 years old, do you cheat on your bitch? I'm like, I don't have a bitch. I'm like trying to, again, she's drunk, so I'm giving her the fucking benefit of the doubt. She's from New York, so she fucking thinks she's hood. I'm like, I'm not. You're a Marco Island, honey. Marco Island has fuck you for spring break. That means your parents are fucking money. You're not hood. You're not. Let's, let's let's be honest. You're not. Fuck. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I'm from fucking Queens. Get your the parents. Fuck out of here. The
1: Queen fuck, shit. Most
0: of Queens is suburbs anyway. Yes. I'm like, not,
1: don't get it confused. That's why I really hate. And don't don't lose your train of thought. I'm just saying. Anybody's from New York. When you talk to people that live there, like, shut it down. Like, hey, son, I'm from Brooklyn. Dude, Williamsburg, uh, a studio, is probably $2,700. Yes. Like, just don't throw the word Brooklyn around. Now, if you're from Brownsville, Brooklyn, now I'll listen. (laughs) That's a place where you can get your head knocked off its shoulders. Yes. But don't throw this Queens shit. Queens Queens is like a, a sleepy... Greek neighborhood with that's very f- familial, very relaxing, very like, hey, this is Queens. Don't bring that shit in here. Yeah. Manhattan, like I'm from New York. I'm from New. First of all, Harlem. Anybody listening to this podcast, you should be so lucky to pull enough money together to get an apartment in Harlem.
0: Yes. Okay. So st- stop with this fucking New York shit. Go ahead. So uh, I, me knowing that, I was like, yeah, but I, I was even, I just. I had enough sense in me to put two and two together. She's like, "Oh, you know me? I'm from fucking New York." I was like, "Yo, you're in Marco Island for spring break, honey. Your parents brought you to Marco Island. This is like one of the richest fucking cities in a fucking country. I think top five, like top five zip codes. Yes, cards. in the fucking zip yeah. code, as far as per capita, it's per like up fu- there
1: with like 90210, dude. It's yeah.
0: so insanely rich. And yeah. I'm like, are you fucking? You your parents chose here to come to spring break. It wasn't like they're not staying in fucking Fort Myers or Naples, right? No mm-hmm. disrespect to them, but there's a huge there's fucking there's a huge gap. tax bracket." fucking difference right so i'm like yo you know let's be real and she's like well tell you know do you cheat on your so do you cheat on your wife like she oh now she's your wife yeah (laughs) she's like (laughs) she said do you cheat on your bitch i go i don't have a bitch but you don't know how i do i'm from new york she's like do you cheat on your wife and i go no and she was like for real and i go no and she goes oh that's what's up that's what's up and she gives me like a fucking dab like what's up? i'm like get the fuck fuck out of my face are you insane dude that's
1: so embarrassing it's just like when is anybody ever gone, you know what I really like? A really masculine chick. <laughs> I want a girl to talk just like my homeboys do.
0: Nah. It's such a turn off. And it's so you know it what, seems it comes off very forced. Do you know what it is? Is that every time I'm hanging out with my boys, I'm like, Boy, I wish one of you had a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is thinking that shit? Yeah. Who's ever hanging out with their boys like, Fuck, if one of you would just blow me, it would be great. Like, what the
1: fuck? That's I don't what, want a chick that's a dude. That's why the cool girls get married. That ladies, I just if you take nothing from this podcast the cool girls get married because the hot feisty chicks they get the attention at first you know she's the hot girl in high school and she's got an attitude and she didn't win homecoming and there's drama and there's a fight over her like that's the 17 year old chick everybody's like oh shit that's that's a hot chick yeah, yeah, yeah. no one wants to marry the hot chick you want to marry the cool chick yeah, yeah. the cool chick is just a girl like listen i'm gonna blow you and take a nap i don't feel good you're like yeah yeah, right. go hang out with your boys I don't give a shit Grey's Anatomy coming on all right yeah. like that's what you want I don't want men don't want drama on a day to day this is not scandal
0: well that's what we were talking about on the way over here in the car on the way over here you were like oh it's so weird how because my wife has me for 60 bucks for lunch She's mm-hmm. uh, she's uh, she's out of town right she's like hey can you send me 60 bucks for lunch I'm like what where the fuck are you going for lunch? First of all, I didn't see the text. Is lunch in quotes? Yeah. <laughs> That's our word for eight ball. $60. Like, <laughs> Mama needs a lunch. Fuck? I'm falling asleep. And so I literally send her the, the money through the through the bank, and yeah. then the bank gives you a message for a memo, for a fucking, op- an option for a, for a memo. for yes, for bank keeping. Right, and then so I literally put in the message, enjoy your quote unquote lunch slash uh strip club. Yeah. Right? And then she laughed out loud or whatever, but you made the comment. I was like, yeah, you know, it's funny because dudes don't give a fuck if a girl was like, I'm going to go see a mail review you like we don't give a fuck but my wife really doesn't give i don't do strip clubs we don't give off just don't give a shit it's about strip clubs
1: it's just it's a point in your life that you have to get through man it it sounds like because on paper you're like do you want to go to this bullshit bar or do you want to go to this bar with naked chicks you're like naked chicks yeah and then you no brainer yeah so what do we t- why would we ever go to a bar again? Yeah, yeah. and then you go there and there are naked chicks and the first couple of times, it's intoxicating. You know, when you're a young guy and a woman probably maybe 10 years older, than you comes and sits on your lap and rubs your shoulder and calls your baby and is like, hey, how are you doing? All right. Did you the Air Force? You look good. And you're like, all right. I'm never going to a bar again." And then, then she gets up and she needs $20. And you're like, well, all right. And then you hang out a couple of times and then you leave and you're like, I spent $210. I'm not drunk. And I my dick is hard. Now I'm getting in a car with Neri. Yeah. There's no, and then you're just like, why would we
0: keep doing this? This is <laughs> why would this, we keep here's doing this? You know why? Because when you're really young, you don't have a fucking mortgage, you don't have fucking real life shit. <laughs> That's it. So blowing two hundred and ten dollars, you go, oh, I guess I'll wait fourteen more days to get paid for my day job <laughs> that fucking pays me two, you know, three hundred dollars of fucking every every two weeks. But what I literally talking about this in the car before, I was like, I see anytime like I went to a strip club, um. Uh, when was the last time? I forget when the last time I went to a circle club, but I remember being in Vegas and going for a bachelor party party, you know, weekend in Vegas and they were like, hey, we're going to a strip club, you want to go? And I was like, nah, I'm good. There was 14 heads, so it wasn't like I was bringing down the group. That's like good. I'm just like, I don't, I'm good. I literally stayed in my fucking hotel room. I walked the strip a little bit, but I mostly stayed in my hotel room watching Godfather 3 on TNT.
1: Do you know the difference between me and you? Is I would have gone and I would have hated every second of I really respect that you just were like, I don't, I, just don't I need like to get that. that. I need, to, because I would just be like, it's this bachelor party. I just realized, and I, my wife and I have been having this discussion for a while. It took me a second to realize, like, a lot of times, like, I'm at a place where people are having fun, but I don't want to be there. Yeah. It, I don't want to be rude. But I don't want... I probably... If you see me in a nightclub, I kind of probably don't want to be there.
0: Well, I've been to five nightclubs in my life. All of them because it was somebody's birthday and then uh-huh. I had a fucking like I had to be... And I was always a designated driver, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit, right? But I just made it a point to myself. I remember... That weekend, I was gonna—I was trying to be one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. I was trying to, and there's nothing of wrong course. with being one of those dudes. Right? If you're one of those dudes, be that dude. Right. But I just wasn't like the kind to drink. Like, so we were drinking, and I took this huge, humongous bottle of Patron. And it looked like I bought it a fucking Spencer's gift. Right. It, it looks was like a novelty size. Yes. Yeah, it looks like it's a fucking novelty size of Patron. <laughs> you can Patron. put quarters in this. Yes. Yeah, this is absurd. How much this <laughs> right. fucking alcohol was? So then it was like eighty bucks for a bottle. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just buy this and won't spend any fucking money on alcohol the rest of the weekend. And sure enough, I was filling up water bottles. Me and my boys were filling up water bottles. And we were going downstairs for breakfast with fucking Patron in us. And that lasted about a day and a half. We got there. um, uh, uh, It was a red eye. So we got that whole first day I was doing that. And then Saturday morning, I'm fucking, we're in the middle of a shopping mall in Vegas. And I fucking take a swig. And I'm like. I, this is—I literally said out loud. I'm like, "This isn't me, man. I can't do. It. I can't do this anymore. Like, wow. I, I try to be this dude. I can't. Yeah. I fucking can't do this. And then later on that night, just when I went to a strip club, I'm like, "I'm fucking fine." And it made me laugh because on Sunday and—do they have any beef with that? No, because again, there's fourteen cool. heads. Yeah. So. They don't give a fuck. They don't. And 14 One heads, less swinging dick. Yeah. And we've been hanging around all day, so it wasn't like I was not. Or it wasn't like I was being the fucking guy dragging the party down. It was like, mm-hmm. hey. It's now 3 o'clock in the morning. We've been hanging all out together since 9 the previous morning, 9 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's like we've been having fun. We went to the pool. We fucking hung out. We've, we've been having fun. But it's over. Now. But it's 3 o'clock, and I'm not going out now. Like You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Do you, understand? do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not. going. Yeah. So I just said, oh, I'm not, and everybody was fucking cool with it. Hey. We'll get right back to Al Jackson. I know. He's hilarious. It's great. The episode is awesome. Uh, but I just want to give you guys a quick heads up about our sponsors. Make sure you guys check out woobropod.com the website to What's Up Bro Podcast. That's W-U-B-R-O-P-O-D.com. We have a lot of great uh, sponsors. Make sure you click on the links. If you guys are traveling anywhere, you can go to, you know, click on the Expedia link or maybe the uh, the Groupon link. or We have Hotels.com. So uh, we have a lot of great links. Make sure you guys check them all. Amazon, of course, the original. Fandango, if you guys are going to buy movie tickets to watch any of the upcoming movies that, you know, are going to be in your local theater, uh, Advanced Auto Parts. Um, one of my favorite, favorite websites to ever go to, aside from Amazon, of course, is 80stees.com. That's 80 teescom And I mean, it's self-explanatory, but you, it's phenomenal. The T-shirts and the gear you can get there, it's, uh, it's great. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, it's a quick commercial, so I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about that. Thank you very much. And uh, again, enjoy Al Jackson. He's awesome. And the one thing that I miss about, the one thing that I regret about not going, is a story that I heard when when these guys came back, is that we had, there's a, we have a dude Andrew. Now Andrew's black, and Mm -hmm. this is pertinent to the story because he gets to the he gets to the door the, uh, the strip club, and the guy goes, the bouncer said, man, I can't let you in, and he says, why? Because I'm black, and he goes, no, because you don't have any shoes on. And he looks down, and he fucking didn't have any shoes. But he was so drunk that he did not notice that he did not have any fucking shoes on until the fucking doorman pointed that shit out. But he was like, why? Because I'm black? No. It's because you have no shoes on, sir. And I'm also black. (laughs) There's a number of factors working against you here, <laughs> and he went back to the hotel room, got shoes, and went back into the club just fine. But that—that's the one story that I'm like, I fucking wish I would have been there. You yeah, know, that would have been that would have been a bit fucking just like, are you black? Like you fucking. It's guy. the arrogance
1: of black people is a beautiful thing.
0: Well, I don't even know if it's arrogant. I just think it, it's funny that I, he was quick to throw out that fucking card. He I, was just hammered. I—I I, you know.
1: this is a theory I've had, and I have no problem sharing it. I think that black people think a lot more people think about us than they really do. I think anytime you don't get a job, anytime you don't get something, I just think people don't give a fuck. Do you? Did, yeah. I think it's harder, to, it's harder to swallow that. It's easy to think, uh, you know, I didn't get a, this job or I didn't get that because I'm black. And I'm not saying that's not an issue. It's definitely an issue. But I think the harder thing to be like is like, Neri was a better candidate. Yeah. You very rarely hear that. I've heard people. I've seen people complain about racism to black people about other black people where they hired another black person in their place and it's still like race is like there was nothing but black people involved here and
0: still racism was used it's just like but he's a different kind of black
1: yeah it's a default mechanism i'm like maybe
0: just like man is that what you think when you when you go to auditions and you don't get it fucking booked and you go fucking
1: no i go to audition like i'm just going to have a lot of fun with this i've gotten auditions and i haven't gotten auditions and like there have been times where like uh i it's, it's depressing to bring up but i got uh i got booked on a pilot for the e channel uh, that I ended up not being able to do because my lawyer couldn't come to an agreement uh, with them, so I'm, I'm no longer doing the pilot. I now watch this the biggest show that's ever been made, and it's like, oh, I got cast on that. But is the is the comedies? The, the no, it's a comedy show. It's called White People Can't Dance, oh, okay. which I don't. It'll, it, I think it's in development now, and it's really just like uh like a racial thing that like you have a panel of people. It's like Chelsea lately, but for racism. Like you know, is it true Asians can't drive right. you know, that kind of thing? So. <clears throat> You, you know, but the the reason I bring that up is the audition. I tried something like really weird at the audition. Like I had a, a like a visual presentation instead of reading the teleprompter, which they wanted you to see. Like, could you bring them in and out of breaks? Like, hey, welcome back to White People Can't Dance. I'm Al Jackson. I'm here with Neri sign Like instead of doing that, I did like this visual thing. And like they had no reaction to it. And I was like, either that either that killed it or I was like, I'm never going to be invited back to audition. Yeah. And so I didn't hear shit. And my wife was like, how's the audition? I was like, great. Yeah. You know, and then they called me back for a for um for a callback, and I'm in the room with probably like 14 people. were at the E Studios, uh, and then a lot of them were YouTubers. One was Mikey Winfield. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Black dude from The Office, and he was clearly my competition because he and I just from compete- The Show of the Office. Yeah, he was. Um, we were the two only two black guys. That were well, there. Well, who was he in the office? The, uh, he he came in at the end after Steve Carell was off, but okay. I don't know. He was, I've seen every episode of the office. Black guy with a big afro, big smile.
0: Oh, I'm a fucking
1: big afro,
0: skinny. No, from the he was probably one of the warehouse guys. Maybe How i fucking think, racist is that. Yeah, Random. right. Like the fucking show had one black dude and it was Craig Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck you want me to tell you? Like I, you said skinny. I'm like, no, that's no, not Craig not, Robinson. No, I wasn't Craig.
1: <laughs> But so it was me, Mikey, and these. It was like maybe four. Maybe four to six, like, multi-ethnic girls, Asian girls, Hispanic girls, uh, you know, one black girl who was a fucking loud mouth. And, uh, you know, there was, like, a couple gay guys. So they were just doing chemistry reads. And with the chemistry reads, they'd be like, okay, we want Neri, uh, Vanessa, Forrest, and Oni in this one. And then they come back, and we were on the conference room. And then right. they're like, no, we want Neri, Al, Vanessa, and Lisa Correa. Like, just right, trying right, 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 different right. combinations. And they only called me in once over the course of, like, two and a half hours. So I was like, they didn't like me. You know, so I'm just sitting there and it was getting weird because people were like, oh, don't worry. They're going to call you. And I'm like, I don't need you to be condescending. Yeah, that's You're like you're f-. it. They probably just really. And a week later, they're like they called in with a deal. And I got I got a gig that a I thought I bombed the, the audition and I thought they fucking hated me at my callback. And I got it. And I just went out for this other NBC pilot that I thought I did really good in. And I read the next day on last Spin, Tone Bell is a new uh, bailiff on this new NBC show. So it's like. It's hit and miss, so I go on auditions like, eh, fuck it, they might want me to, it's just, it's dumb luck. Do
0: you know who usually gets the fucking, do you look them up? I would ask you this on the, on the card, do you look them up and say, hey, who do I, um, uh, who got the job that I didn't? No, oh. Never. So you don't look you don't look up the fucking who got I, Well you on can just a, see it. You can when the show comes out. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Saying, yeah. Like, I've I've been but I'm saying like what if it's a show that you normally don't watch like I do you go out of your way to be like, oh, I wonder who got the fucking gig. Because I've been on one audition, one callback, didn't get it, it was for fucking bird notice. And I was like, I really want to know, but I, I haven't fucking like I, I wanna know who got the gig, but I kinda don't like mm-hmm. I, I would have done that shit. There are times where I'm watching, and again I've got a one fucking audition, a one yeah. callback, and there are times where I'm watching a show where I'm like, I could've done that shit where some Dude going, like, here are your papers, miss. And I'm like, ah, oh, I could have done that fucking job. Why right. couldn't you just call me in for that shit? But I, I don't know. I see you as, you know, since you live on the LA and you get more fucking work, obviously, on on, on TV. Do you ever step back and go like, oh, I could have fucked I remember watching a show, watching a, a commercial, Verizon commercial, mm-hmm. that I was like, me and my wife both said, we're like, that sounded just like Al. Yeah, and it was the one where the fucking black guy was like, he was like talking to the white guy about his phone was better or whatever, and he's like, I got this and that, whatever.
1: I auditioned for that commercial. Yes, I, I auditioned for that commercial. Dude. I remember audition. That's so crazy. You said that,
0: and then he fucking puts the phone down or whatever. The yes, goes, oh, it's, it's like a paperweight. It's like, a yeah, brand. damn, that's crazy. Dude, I dude. Audi- That was like one of my first auditions ever.
1: I auditioned for that show. Uh, that for that commercial. That's so. That's why I knew what you
0: were talking about. Yeah, I, it, it, it Here's was something the part like, that gave it away. That gave it away to me. But I think, and I don't know if that's you, crazy. There's a part to me like he—he was—he like, was just smiling, black dude just smiling, whatever. Like, oh, all right. And when that guy goes, look, it's like a paperweight. Literally, you can hear the guy. It's, you can't see him say this. Actually, I think you could see him say this when he goes, "All right, now." And I'm like. That's fucking Al. Al, that's your, one of your, you know what I mean? Like right. you know, it's like one of your fucking things that you, and like one of your tendencies where you go, all right now, yeah. all right then. And I was like, ah, oh, but just the way the infliction in his voice, I'm like, me and my wife looked at each other and we're like, that sounded like Al. I wonder if Al fucking should I have. I that.
1: know that sounds like such bullshit. I auditioned for that commercial. Yeah. And it's so I rarely go on commercial auditions. That's the only Verizon commercial I've ever auditioned for was that one. And when you said paperwork, I was like, I remember, I remember like, because they give you the script, like when you get there. You know, so I'm yeah, just yeah, like yeah. trying to learn, like, Bold read, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, you the thing is that you know what you like. We're comedians, you know. We're paid to make people laugh, but we're going up against fucking actors. Yeah. Like, you meet people and they're like, "Oh, I, you know, I, I used to I used to teach an acting camp for eighth graders, and uh, I, went I went to, to a
0: NYU. Yeah,
1: I went. To, like, you're going up against when I auditioned. This is this, let me tell you how 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 difficult it is to book an acting job in LA. I um. My buddy Jim Jeffries has a show called Legit. It's already aired on FXX. On FXX, watch it every Wednesday. It's a super dope show. Jim calls me at the beginning of the season. He's like, "Hey man, if we get season two, I'm gonna write a part for you." And I'm like, "Look man, I appreciate that. You know, I don't fucking people promise everything." Right, right. right. Sure enough, fucking we get a phone call. Uh, yo, they want you to play the part of Al. I'm like, I'm in. (laughs) I'll play the part My of name Al. name is Al. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're going to bring some people in to read against you for Al. Wow. Holy so, shit. So here are the people that they brought in to read against me for Al. Baron Vaughn. Who uh w- had who was a major character on that on that USA show uh Fair Fairly Legal
0: right right he was on that show for three I w- years I worked with him
1: yeah Baron Vaughn, Vaughn went to like uh a, 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 a special acting school for four years yeah yeah while I was fucking around in Beachwood Ohio he was at a an acting school in L A or wherever the fuck uh Tone Bell. Who was currently hosting Jerks with Cameras and was on Whitney for years, so he's an experienced actor. Uh, Eddie Griffin, I don't know if you ever heard of him. Oh. He read for the part some of guy, Al, some guy named Eddie, Griffin. and and me. I'm going up against fucking killers. And Maranzio Vance read for it, and he's on uh, Enlisted on Fox, that yeah. army show. So it's just like I got it, but it's just like uh, after I read for it, I left. You know, I left, and I called my wife, and I was like, I don't know. I think it was good, but it's just like even be and it's so crazy because uh baron vaughn sent me a text and he was like he just, the text just goes do you know jim jeffries and i thought he was texting me he'd be like yo i got the gig like saying that baron vaughn himself got the gig and i was like yeah wow what's up and he was like are you guys friends i was like yeah and he was like because i'm pretty sure i just read a part that was written for you <laughs> he was like the character's name was al and it's a 30 year old comic and i was like yeah but it's just like even when it's you it's probably not gonna be you. Yeah. Even if the show's called Nary's Nary's Life, they're probably not gonna go with Nary. They're yeah. gonna just be like, We
0: love you, Nary. We're gonna need you as an executive producer. It's gonna be Mario <laughs> Lopez. And I would be like, why wouldn't it be? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I met Mario Lopez. It would.
0: Again, this is uh, like Did you touch his abs. I feel as if if I ever met him, I gotta touch his abs. I'm like, look, this is not a gay thing, dude. It's just a fucking man thing. Right. Just, yeah, fucking, this dude is a I talk about Mario Lopez, like, this is probably the fourth time he's come up on this podcast. Granted, we've been doing it for two years, so it doesn't right. seem like much. But I'm like, that dude is like Ricky type of shit where you go, fuck, you're so good looking.
1: That's what I was just about. I what met him. Fuck? and fuck? My, my agent uh, at my agency is, he handles a lot of the Hispanic division, like, almost all of it at this agency. So he has huge clients. Like, he goes to Super Bowl every year, you know, does the the Latin portion of it. He has, a I don't want to be talking out of school but i met mario lopez i think he's a client uh that woman lorena Garcia, the chef
0: right right uh, i met her
1: like i mean the they're... one
0: mexican person in fucking talk about yes that, the please. one the one making me famous
1: chipotle bowl or whatever right. mm-hmm. and it's just like i met mario lopez and that's that's what that's i want everybody that says like i want to be a pro basketball player to go stand next to lebron yeah if you want to be a pro football player go stand next to jj watt if you want to be an actor or an or if you want to be a singer, go stand next to Beyonce. If you want to be an actor, go stand next to Mario Lopez and be like, Do I look like this? Yes. And listen, I love Rudy like everybody else. Like, I'm gonna be the five foot nine guy that makes it, but you're probably not. These people are genetically built. The Rock is just a freak of nature. Um, He's a charismatic, beautiful human being with comedic timing. Like yes. Nobody else on the planet doesn't make you an asshole or me an asshole because we're not the rock. Sometimes you just get this genetic thing where you're just LeBron. You're just 6'9". You're faster than everybody. You're 280 pounds, but you move like a gazelle, and no one can
0: do it. There's no defense. And you make a decision, and you get get taunted for that decision for years to come until you win championships for the city. and look at him now.
1: (laughs) He's the most beloved person. He He married his chick. Now he's got, look, I'm a husband,
0: Dude, commercials on. But Tres O'Neal had the best fucking bit when he first, when the decision came out, Patrice O'Neal, I saw him in the Miami Improv, got to work with him, mm-hmm. and he had the best fuck. I wish I would have fucking, they recorded that set they gave him the shit. I wish I would have kept the copy. Like, yeah. it was off the fucking dome. It had just happened. And he was like, as I've seen that, like, because like, LeBron wasn't married then. He said, I've seen LeBron. She's, like, she's pretty, but she's Cleveland pretty. She ain't. South Beach Miami pretty like there's a whole fucking different and he goes you guys don't know what you guys just got with LeBron like even if Wade would have left you guys would have been at the beach like oh man can you believe Wade left oh my god and just kept fucking tanning beautiful lives, yeah. he's like that's like the equivalent of he said LeBron leaving Cleveland is like the equivalent of like South Beach, going like you know what I'm gonna fucking like holding a press conference, going like I'm gonna leave. And
1: <laughs> it's I'm like downtown
0: leave. growing yeah, legs like the, and walking yeah, away. It's like the entire South Beach going. I'm just gonna get up and leave. Yeah, I'm just gonna gonna leave. And I and I'm not even gonna go to a shitty city to fucking make that better. I'm gonna go hang out with my other beautiful beach friends in fucking Hawaii and just make a super beach. Like it's just like fuck you. Like yeah. it's like he talked about. Like it was such a beautiful fucking.
1: It thing. was it was a self esteem issue for our city being played out nationally. But I think. There's,
0: I mean, in this country, there's, there's you a think lot you're of. You're gonna get him back?
1: No, you kidding me?
0: But you, but you, you texted me like we're gonna get him back in 2015. I was know? probably drunk. <laughs> there's no, I
1: think at one, no, I think uh, at, at at one one um at one point maybe, but we've just we, we Cleveland is too because you got to remember like the, and here's my old man statement for today: LeBron is in a spring chicken. LeBron's been in the league 10, 11 years, right? And he's played. Uh, somebody was saying yesterday at the bar uh that if the heat go to the finals this year they will have played an extra season because they've played you know every playoff game you know so like lebron's got a lot you saw it happen to kobe at some point your legs just go and lebron can't go fuck around in cleveland for three years while they figure it out lebron's gotta win he's got what two titles two lebron's gotta win two more to be in the discussion and then he's got to win one more to be really in the discussion. And then if he wins one more after that, then it's like you could really be like I'm the best ever. But you got to get he's got to get 5-6 ranks. And he barely got one last year because if it wasn't for the greatest shot that a human being has ever made in their life. Ray ray, ray ray. And that dunk, that shot, I just don't think people watching the that watch basketball casually understands how difficult of a shot that that was. And I just thought about how beautiful a thing it is that there's, that, that, that there's some point that you're the best in the world at what you do. There's nobody on the planet that could hit a corner shot, corner three with it, with a, the going with backwards. The, yeah. Going backwards with the, with the teams, with the other team's best defender with his hand in the face. Listen for anybody that like listens or even casually watches basketball Kawhi Leonard, who was on uh, Ray Allen is a freak. Do you guys understand what a what a physical freak is? Super athletic, crazy long arms, incredible hops. This isn't a person. This is like a genetic mutant that's on the planet that's here to play defense. Like he is that's his specialty. He's an incredible defender. And to hit that shot, there's only one person on the planet that can do that. I think it's really kind of cool and I mean, I'll probably never be able to do it, but there's there's some people that at some point in your life you can say I'm the best person on the planet at what I do. You might only have it for a second at one for a moment. Johnny Carson had it for a second. Hulk Hogan had it for a second. Michael Jordan had it. But there's a moment where there's nobody that's better at what they do. Like when you're just like when you hear like, okay, God forbid, uh, Neri needs some kind of crazy triple bypass and you fly to Dallas because that's where the best surgeon in the world is. There's a guy who's better at doing heart transplants than anybody else on the planet. I don't like the fact that you weren't realistic with it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you could have chosen <laughs> some other show. with more like, of it. Some knee <laughs> surgery. <laughs> no. You were in triple bypass. I'm like that's sad. that's very sounds very realistic. Please <laughs> replace <laughs> both my knees, <laughs> and while you're at it, yeah, while you're my ticker is uh, uh, acting up
1: a little way, bit. Yeah, but I kind of I'm I'm fascinated by just being the best, man.
0: Just for a second, because you can't hold on to it. You know, it's, just, it's always something it because you being the best. Feeds. It was like that commercial that Don Cheeto did for during the Super Bowl like three or four years ago, mm-hmm. where he was like, "Right now, there's a baby eating baby food. Who's gonna break Jim Brown's record? Mm-hmm. And right now, there's like you know, there's always somebody that's gonna be better than you. That's that's gonna try to be better than you because of who you are. Right. It's you have inspired the younger generation to be better than what the fuck you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and that's why. Michael Jordan, you know, Kobe Bryant had Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and then, you know, all these guys have these, you know, LeBron, I'm sure, still, you know, Michael Jordan, he says he's a big fan of the game in general with Michael Jordan or whatever, but Michael Jordan, just think about how many people Michael Jordan inspired to be better yeah. than him. That's yeah. what you're really doing. You're really inspiring other people to try to be better than you, which in turn should inspire you to keep trying to be the best or whatever, but right. that's a fucking crazy phenomenal I'm I'm with you on the whole. Like that's what what uh, what LeBron and what what these guys, any of these fucking anybody in the NBA. It's funny to me how I made the statement once to uh, Godfrey, mm-hmm. to the comedian Godfrey, where you know he was talking about people who who say who made the statement of, oh, I've all my life I've wanted to be a comic, and he said, shut the fuck up. Like you, want, when you were a kid, you didn't dream of being a comic. You wanted to be a baseball player. And you wanted to right. be fucking whatever all that shit there. And I told him, I go, no no I'm sorry like I go dude I'm with I'm, I know what you're saying and for the most part I get it but personally I've never had that fucking I've never had that dream I never thought oh I'm gonna be a fucking pro athlete of any kind <laughs> of fucking any kind I just I've never I fucking threw a ball and I remember going one ow yeah. two that didn't look how it looks on tv so i'm probably not gonna <laughs> fucking like i just don't give a fuck but i never cared enough to do that but i remember watching fucking eddie murphy delirious when i was eight nine years old and going like man i wish i I wish i could do that i mm. didn't know it was possible i didn't know anybody could be a comic but i was like wow i wish i fucking i wish that would be amazing i want to make right. people laugh like that i never fucking saw somebody throw a ball and be like i want to do that it'd be like wow that's cool Mm-hmm. I remember watching even Tim Hardaway, big fucking he fans since back in the day. Watching Tim Hardaway and be like, "Wow, I love Tim Hardaway. He's cool." I never thought I want to go on the basketball court and fucking do that. Right. like, mm, I'll go on the basketball court and and put up bricks. I'll fucking do that right. all day. But yeah, being the best at some shit. Who, do you do you think there's a legitimate number one in comedy? I wouldn't say like it, like. It, because comedy. Like yeah, it, it, because even in basketball, you can't even say legitimate number more you could say it for a time,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, there at one point it, w- it was Cosby, and at one point it was Murphy, uh, and at one point it was Seinfeld, uh, and, and and I think that it's going to be a little bit different now because with the internet, people's attention is split so much that, like, it's weird. I was listening to this guy. Uh, behind me, like in the booth next to me at IHOP, and he was talking about Louis C.K., but he kept calling him C.K. Lewis. Yeah. And it's like, even when you're as famous as Louis C.K., like there are still people that are fans of yours that are like, I love Neri Sands. Right. You know, like people, because people still barely know. Because I think just to to grab people's attention for ten seconds is I think is a feat. If you can get somebody to listen to your podcast, I think that that's that's a beautiful thing because people are so busy. When people come out to the eight o'clock show and this is something we've talked about before, I appreciate it because I know what you did to get there. You know, especially if you have kids, you got fucking yeah. kids. Yeah. You know what it takes to get to get your wife out to a show on a Friday when she's tired and her feet hurt. And you got to call a sitter and one sitter sick, but you already bought these tickets online so that you call another sitter. And you call in a favor and your wife get something to eat and she kind of has a headache from work and she got in an argument with a coworker, but you're still going to go to the show. You can't find parking. So you got to park on the top level and go down by the time you get to that fucking show. When you get to your Friday show, I'm going to give you my best show because I know what the fuck you did to get yeah, there, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I appreciate that, like. When somebody takes some effort and they're just like, "Yo, I listen to your podcast. I listen to what's up, what's up, what what's up, bro." It's like somebody's like, "I'm gonna make you a part of my day." And as corny as that fucking sounds, I don't care how many people listen. That means something. When people are like, "Yo, yo, y'all didn't release the podcast on Monday, and I had to listen to something else on my commute home." It's like, oh, this dude
0: listens every every Monday. He's yeah, he's yeah, and yeah.
1: it's like it's it, it it's it's on a smaller scale, but it's like I think it's kind of cool that we get a chance to participate. In, in, in people's lives, and I wish I had been on this earlier. But unlike you, I made the mistake. I thought I was going to the NBA at six feet. Oh yeah, I could play basketball a little bit, but I could street play.
0: You yeah, know? no, we played basketball yeah. together. I made mean, actually. Uh, you actually inspired a joke unknowingly that I have now because mm-hmm. last time you and I played was like three years ago or something like that. Right. And now I'm going through what you went through because you. I remember you stretching because you had your kid oh, yeah shirt, right. And I go through this now where I play once a week, right? And we we don't play when it gets dark early because we're fucking adults mm. and we have to be home when there's dark, right? And uh, truth be told, a lot of my friends have fucking day jobs and they get out late, and by the time they get out late, it's dark already. Yeah. So now that that's I like how you
1: said, truth be told, like some shameful thing. These no. guys
0: work and they're married. No, so <laughs> think I said, I said <laughs> oh, think I said, oh, it's because we're adults and we don't yeah. play in the dark. Reality is, we can't play in the fucking dark. Yeah. And these guys get out of work late, so then. I remember now in the last couple of weeks, I've been fucking stretching for like 40 minutes. Oh, yes. And and that's what I, and that's a bit that I do now. I'm like, I'm at the point in my life where I stretch for longer than I play. I stretch for 45 minutes to play for 20. Like, it's fucking that
1: real stuff. Dude, if here, I'll take it one step further. If I can't stretch, I won't play. Yeah. I'll fucking, I'll pull my hamstring. I have something going on with this right hamstring where it's like, I keep myself in some decent shape and I try and stretch it. But every time I play basketball, I can kind of feel it And any time that I don't like literally, if I don't stretch it out for fifteen minutes, like I'll usually be like, Y'all play a game while I stretch my hamstrings yeah, out. Yeah, like yeah. a full pickup game, which could be twenty two minutes, yeah, yeah. you know. And dude, some when I'm playing, I still eat I still kind of feel it. And it's like I don't I just and I miss I miss hoops, man. And I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what to do with myself. Like I, I, I enjoy working out, but like there's nothing like pickup ball, man.
0: Dude, I love there's basketball. There's nothing like it. I love basketball, and I love playing, and I played basketball. Well, there's the hiatus that I went through, but I'm telling you, I love basketball, but I know you, listening to the What's What pod uh, on what'swhatpod.com, you guys, I know you down this shit, but fucking, when I went out to L.A. last year, which I'll be back soon, I got to go back to, uh, this year. But Come stay at the crib. You, dude, you really got to try hiking. It is so fucking awesome. I went for like, the first time and I loved it.
1: Did Did you not right? Lo- I took a picture at the top. Like, why the fuck haven't I been doing this? Yes. And I, I just think you know what it is, dude. This might sound crazy, but black people aren't allowed to do shit,
0: so we don't do shit. Oh, because it's like shame shit. Like it's oh, that's shame white shit. People shit to do. Like, you can't do
1: anything. Dude. anything. You're like, man, I want hike. Hike every black comedy. You know. You know what I. I, I <laughs> I, I've been trying to like work this into a joke, but I don't. It might be too real, so I can't even do it yet until I don't find it angering. But I feel like, you know, like when you're a young black kid, like an older black person, like gets on one knee and puts their hand on your shoulder, like, "Listen, Nary, even though you're black, you could do whatever you want in this planet." And you're like, "Okay, can I go? Can I go kayaking?" And they're like, "Whatever, you white motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. you All can't right. do shit. All right, they're both angry. Yeah. Like, hey, it's hey, hey, like easy. You, uh, like shit. as a black kid, you just like, I, you know." And now it's it, it's okay now to to like see like oh a black guy at the X game you pull out a skateboard in 1993, yeah. you might get beaten up.
0: With that skateboard.
1: You're not getting
0: any with, pussy. With that skateboard. With
1: that, you can play football, basketball. You can't even really play baseball. No,
0: you gotta be Black Dominican. people are allowed to do four things. That's Ricky. You ever heard Ricky do that? He's like, play people with Mac, because his, uh, Hispanic people took uh, baseball from he's yeah. like, And there's some of you that are like, oh, I see he's on black. I see a black baseball player. Like, no, no, he's Dominican.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, <that laughs> it doesn't, doesn't even count. Doesn't count you like wouldn't that. even be able to communicate with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah it, it's just such a weird thing. And so, like, I'm just, I, I'm actually uh, thinking about writing an article uh for buzzfeed and it's just gonna be uh i'm just gonna go around and do all these things that people it's gonna be called 10 things you might as well do because they're gonna call you white anyway yeah so just go see shit like i'd never been hiking i'd never been in the symphony
0: dude i never so dope it's like bill burr which is a friend of you guys uh i i i I wish i could call him a fucking friend i hung out with him twice when i'm like oh man it's okay but uh he talks about it on his podcast hiking so much that when I went out to LA last year, I'm like, yo, I fucking went hiking uh-huh. and it was the fucking best. I was like, yo, you don't understand. I got, like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, I, it, it was one of those things. Me as a fat ass that I am, I don't like fucking going to the gym. I, I, in fact, let me rephrase that. Once I'm in the gym, I'm, I like it. But mm-hmm. It's My motivation to get to the gym is right. fucking shot to hell. <clears throat> but, the fucking hiking. I remember I was w- I was there with Ramon Garcia. Mm-hmm. We were in the same hotel room hanging out, whatever, and I was like, yo, I'm going hiking. And I would tell him this every fucking day for ten days. And then I remember there were times where he was like, dude, I'm not going hiking. I'm like, dude, that's cool, man. You can stay here if you want. I'm just gonna go out. Do you need anything? More? Cause want gonna take the car, cause we really had one rental car. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna take a car, so do you need anything on the way back? I could get you anything, whatever. Cause I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you're coming or not. I'm going hiking, mm-hmm. dude. And he's like, Fine, I'll fucking go. Like I literally I was dragging him and fucking Ramon's a thin dude. I'm here fucking dragging his ass to go hiking. That shit Shit is so much fun, and when you were on the on the What's Work pod on your podcast talking about not hiking, I was like, dude, you really should fucking. It's live. great. The
1: You know, you know what I thought about when I was hiking. That's like the old people's pickup basketball.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the old people's basketball. Like, if you're in a location where you could hike, because you can't hike in Miami, but right. if you're in a location where you could hike, that I feel as if I w- if I was out in L.A. Aside from other things being great, I, I would like I, <clears throat> me getting <clears throat> excuse me, me getting a, a group of guys out. To play basketball in their 30s. I tweeted this, you know, last week. It was like I'm, I have a better chance of brokering peace in fucking North Korea. Like I don't, I can't get a group of 30 year old dudes to fucking play basketball. Right. With. But hiking, I'm like, I just go by myself. Fuck you guys, I'm just going. I'm right. Just look, That's our that's our 30 mid 30s bas- uh, basketball game.
1: That and I think and that's what Forrest does. And that was the thing that like I was like I'm getting a lot of joy out of this. Now I live far from hiking. I probably live like 40 miles from where people go hiking so it's a little bit like 40 minutes i should say so it's a little bit more difficult for me but i just remember having this thought and maybe this is i don't want everything to come back to being black but i'm just like why didn't somebody tell me about this yeah you know like black kids we don't hear about anything like no one tells us shit you're just like go rap or play basketball or there's like three you can either be the good brother that becomes a doctor which that's not the only thing you can do as a professional you know you can either rap or play basketball, but it's like there's so many things. I'm just like, how many black men would just like being a sound engineer? Yeah. You know, some guys are just like, I'm very, I like to listen to things. I listen, I want to, I want, I'm into perfect sound and like, well, yo, go move to LA, be a sound guy, work on, work on the Mike and Molly set and, and play with the audio. And, you know, oh, I put that laugh track in right there just so it comes in perfectly. Like some people are into that, but you don't fucking hear about it. Yeah. You can't do anything. And it's just super frustrating because it, 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 it's like, why?
0: Can I just tell you, I was visiting a friend of mine on his job not too long ago, and on the in the, in their break room on the TV, the fucking uh, Wayne Brady shows on. I forget the name of it. Uh, the Wayne Brady. Uh, uh who? Not whose line, but let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Was uh-huh. On, and and my friend and I are watching the show, and we're we we just looked over because there was somebody, you know, they dress up in crazy costumes. Uh-huh. So There was somebody like some outrageous. I have no idea. I don't even remember what the costume was, and we're looking. And and we're like, what the hell is going on? This is crazy. And then the fucking lady, there's a lady, black lady, goes, why the fuck the why the fuck do white people love, uh, uh, Brady Wayne Brady so much? And like me and my friend were both Hispanic, but I was like, I don't know, cause he's talented. Like he's and she's like, you think so? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, dude, go to see his show. The dude could fucking sing, could dance, could fucking ad-lib like, a mo- like you It's incredible. It's insane. Like I don't
1: think people know what a talent it is to be able to ad-lib like that. The,
0: you, it, it's in, like I, t- I told her, I go, do you know what it's like that whenever you ad-lib something off the top of your head people are accusing you of having written that before like that's how good that shit is that's incredible that pe- yeah that people go nah you wrote that shit before no fucking way you just came up with that song on the top of your head that's how fucking good he is I'm like he's a fucking talent why did I go what do you not like because I didn't want to generalize and be like why don't black people like I'm like do you not like Wayne Brady's like, thing I mean I never really thought of it I'm like well why do you just automatically dismiss him? you just don't like him because because what because they should probably have him on a skit that said you know like I was like doing bringing and back that skit was Chappelle. hilarious it was one of the the classic, it was one of the classic Dave Chappelle skits, the best, the best. And then he, uh, she said, she said, nah. And you know, I never really thought about it that way. I'm like, go to one of Wayne Brady's shows, watch Wayne Brady in any one of his fucking shows, any any whose line is. That? I'm like, that dude's a fucking talent. Like, there's undeniable talent on 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 this earth that when you look at somebody, you go I what they do. Like you're talking about earlier, you're that's the, you're, Undeniable talent. Undeniable. You've
1: never heard a comic take a shot at Wayne Brady, ever?
0: Because we all know that motherfucker like is a monster. Dude. So it's, hard.
1: It, just to do one of the things that he does well, he's just like a he's he's just again just a talented person, and it, it. This is not a hate on black people session, but I think we we have to figure out why. And I know I know we feel isolated from American society because of the way we started. I I understand that. I under, There's always going to be because slavery, you know, just not even slavery, but just like racism. I mean that that shit was. 40 years ago. Not yeah. that there's no racism now, but I'm talking about, like, you can't go to school here, racism. Yeah, talking about real racism. And it's like, when you see a 40-year-old, you don't look and go, yeah, that was fucking... That guy's old. That's a window into the past. Like, no. It's like my mom, and especially her dad, like, they went through, like, real racism. Like, colored water fountain shit. So I know that shit is still fresh in a lot of people's minds. But at the same time, we have to figure out what's working for us and what's not. You see, we're now seeing... Second generation people come to this country and outperform black kids immediately. You know, people, Indian Indian students, Asian students, uh, black people from the islands, Africans that make it over here. Clearly, people from Scandinavia they come over here and they, they they're open. just fucking hungry. Yes, yeah.
0: no, no, <laughs> they, I'm not, no. not 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 physically like yeah, hungry. It, like it, yeah, they're it's hungry. a work it's ethic. The, yeah, it's a
1: work. It's ethic. a work ethic that 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 I noticed when I was at Brown. It's like you know, because all, all my black friends there. We're, that was the first time, really, because I'm I was so sheltered at that point, coming from Cleveland and Mississippi, that I had never met black people. It's like, as dark as I am, like I'm not black. I'm South African. I'm not black. I'm Jamaican. Yeah. I'm not. And yes, they identified as black, but they identified with a culture like we're Jamaicans. We work our balls off. Yeah. You know, my my one of my best friends is Jamaican. He's a doctor. His brother's a doctor, and his his sister's a professional basketball. Is player. Is he the one that used to be your roommate? No, it's my boy Greg. Oh, okay. Uh, again, Haitian dude worked his ass off. He the one that used to be
0: a roommate.
1: Uh, the, Greg. That's what I just fucking said. Is he the one that used to be your roommate? No, no, Greg. no. There are two different dudes. One, my one, my homeboy Audley. He's a doctor up in West Palm, and my boy Greg is uh, a firefighter here in, in Miami Dade. And I remember Greg, and it's just a quick side story. Greg was like, we were talking about good looking dudes. Greg was the first dude I had ever been out with. Where I'm dead serious, like Greg was such a good looking guy that like we'd be at a bar, and like girls would come up and be like, "Excuse me, I never do this." <laughs> like I was just like I didn't even know that could happen. Wow, You're you telling me? I'm yeah. like, wow, this really happened. Just I mean, all the t- I mean, hot ch- sun, hot. Ch- and Greg was not. He wasn't a like. Let's get out, and dance. Let's let's sh- let's throw some money around. He Greg is the most low key, mellow. He'd just be at the bar drinking a beer, and some girl be like, "Hello,
0: <laughs> hey." I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm over not there. even gonna
1: play any fucking game. Okay, listen, I'm here. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Here. Let's, just, <laughs> just, let's just make it right, baby. Yeah. So I mean Is you the one that got married to that chick that the or uh dude who's the one that your roommate this is, I remember when when I first met you, you had a roommate and you guys had a fucking chair that was a hand. Yeah, remember the fucking hand chair? It was the literally in the chair. shape of a fucking hand, and it looked so cool. We standing in the middle of the room, where it, yeah. like, it looked like a fucking hand coming out of the earth. Yeah, and it was a big ass chair. And then you sit in, and then you got, I'm, we're playing Madden. I'm gonna get the hand, and yeah. you were like, go, go ahead, yeah. get that shit. That hand was uncomfortable. You
1: were like, sitting in a real man's actual hand yeah, would be the, more comfortable than this. Is, is
0: so you, I remember you you're like, yeah, you can claim that. Yeah, bro. and I was like, ah, oh, this shit is the hardest. Fuck, yeah. who's that dude? 'Cause we didn't we meet up with him in West Palm one time when you probably were
1: fuck- that was Greg. Okay. Yeah. That was uh Greg was really my only roommate when I lived here in Miami.
0: A fucking hand. What happened to that
1: hand? I don't know. I left it at one of my old apartments, and then the chick moved, and she took a lot of my stuff. But I kind of, I was like, take it. I was out of the state at that point. Dude, like, it's a hand. It's a, yeah. I'm not gonna come back. I'm, I'm googled,
0: coming back to Florida to reclaim my hand. I've googled that hand. It doesn't fucking happen. Yeah,
1: I found no. it in a Brazilian thrift store, in North Miami. Did you? Yes. It was just like outside, like on sale. I was like, I'll take that. Hand. I drove back with my in my car with that chick.
0: Yeah. Why wouldn't you fucking take that beautiful hand? Beautiful, <laughs> fucking hand. You got a good memory. I got a great... yeah. No, drink. no drinking. Everybody... Well, here's the thing. Forrest has got a good memory, and he's he's drank.
1: Yes. So Forrest, Forrest has a, a steel trap for memory. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: So I can't even take all the credit. I'm like, hey, speak of that. I don't drink. And like, no, Forrest is like, no, he's got fucking yeah. really good memory, too. difference between Forrest and I is he mumbles, so you yes. don't really realize how good his memory is, but when you can decipher the mumbling, you go, damn, that is what happened. That is <laughs> what I said. When you can
1: decipher the mumbling, I love <laughs>
0: Dude, Forrest is one of the comics that I love so much because he has so many great lines that he does as throwaways. Yeah. Where he's Especially when he's fucking spewing venom at a crowd when he fucking hates them. Mm-hmm. They're so funny and then he just mumbles shit that you go I think he's, oh, my God, that is the fucking most brilliant, yeah. funny thing I've ever heard in my life. But he mumbled the fuck out of it. Yeah. But that's just the way he thought. That's just his speech pattern. But I was yeah. like, I love it. I fucking love it. That's why I like listening to the What's What pod on What's what So check it out, guys. Uh, but thanks for got- coming by, bro. I appreciate it. I don't want to give any more. Any time, t- brother,
1: absolutely love this, man. Anytime And, like, I, we talked about a Skype connection. I've, I have a pretty good connection at the house. So if you ever want to, you know. I'll, I'll I'll Skype it up with you all day, man.
0: Cool, man. I'm fucking down with that, man. Uh well, you're really busy. And I know this because every time I try to get in contact with you about how much money you owe me for uh, football season for fantasy football, I'll pay you today. That's fine. No shit. <laughs> no, I'm, shit, no, I I'm forgot. saying you're really busy. I just I, really I don't know did. why that came oh, into sure. my head, but I'm like you're really busy. I know this all the time. And
1: my wife listens to every podcast I do. Jenny, tell Neri that I really did tell her because I'm so retarded. I don't know how to use PayPal.
0: If you lose, <laughs> if you use What's What Pod, if you listen to What's What Pod, you will, the story that I, that Forrest did last week. Which I guess I'm I'm assuming I forget what episode number it is, but the the story that he gave about when you and Jenny were gonna get married and that you made him a fucking groomsman and you made him go pick. I mean I don't want to ruin the story as I pretty much already have, but it was in uh, week 34. I think it was 3401 or 3402, one of those two, and you that story, I mean, I've known for a while how bad your memory is. Right. But that story, I'm like, oh, okay, that's totally And like,
1: you know, my wife heard that and got upset and she was just like, "You, that just means you didn't really marry me and I'm like, no, something's wrong with my brain.
0: No. Like, that, I Jenny, don't, that's yeah, that
1: nothing. I just, I just hope people realize like something, and my dad is like that. My dad, me and my dad are close and I guarantee you for a billion dollars, he couldn't tell me what day my birthday's on. Yeah. Like, that's just how Jackson men, our brains just don't. That's why I never take it personally. Look, like, I he fucked <laughs> fuck my son's name up. My son's name's Elijah. He's like, how's Isaiah doing? How's he doing? I'm like, he's fine. I don't even correct yeah. him anymore. Why would you, it's just like, man. that's how black, like, our my brain is just like, I wish. That's why I'm like, always so take, I'm like, man, you remember. That's cool. Like, I kind of feel like until somebody brings something up, I feel like I've lived this life and I can't remember it. And it's frustrating. You know? It's
0: called junking. And yeah. you've had a lot more fun throughout your life than I have. <laughs> That's <a> I've <laughs> driven around the people that have fun doing the night. <laughs> I am the chauffeur I, yeah. for fun. You're like, how you guys doing? You guys had a good time? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Pull> over. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up in your car. Well, it sounds good, man. I, I'll remember this story yes. and remind you of it later. But no, Jenny, had, that has nothing to do no. with fucking. Uh, yeah, it's just a uh, dude. You know what the funny so thing is? Here's how, here's how great your memory is, right? How and by great, I mean. Different and weird and it's difficult for you to bring up like certain situations where you go, ah, that did that did happen and this oh yeah, we did have that hand and oh yeah and you know whatever. But if I ask you right now, Albert, what is the name of the fucking designer in the Cosby show that uh Theo wanted to get a shirt from? What's that name? Gordon Gartrell (laughs) No no doubt about it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Gotta get that Gordon Gartrell sign. Gordon
0: Gartrell was the name of the designer <laughs> from fucking Cosby Show. I one time asked you, and again, you were drunk, so it was unfair yeah. for me to ask you because you were saying this at the at an improv one time in South Florida, and I was like, "What's your son's birthday?" And you're like,
1: "Was I drunkenly uh, saying that they never booked me, even though I have thirty TV credits?" Yeah. When I started there. Is uh, that what I was
0: saying? I don't know. You were drunkenly saying something. <laughs> I don't know what you were saying because if they listen to this, I don't know what you were saying. Now yeah. I love them, and they booked me quite up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh you were saying something where i was like uh where you were like uh going to blah. that i was like what's your son's birthday and you're like ah. <laughs> yeah. and you got it you said it later on like you said it but it literally took you a second you were literally like you literally said
1: ah. it's a
0: real thing and then you fucking came up with it but the going to thing is is my that's is that your favorite uh, all-time tv show Sitcom. I just say sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Stay
1: calm. Yes, but here's here's the caveat to that. I'll say it was, but I'll say that it doesn't hold up. I think it does hold up. You think it holds up? I was laughing. I, like I was some laughing of the jokes two weeks ago, at night. Which
0: which episode was it? Some of the, some of the episodes are just like it was the episode. I think it was the episode where Alicia Keys was on, where he was bouncing her on her fucking knee. Oh yeah. Remember that? Show? Yeah. I forgot what happened exactly. Uh, it was one of the anniversary. Because uh, that was one with her little white silent mute friend. Yes. Who yes. I love. What was his name? Keith. Keith, oh, was it Keith? Keith? Uh, Kenny? No, not Kenny. Kenny. Was a black kid. It was a black kid. It was Bud, but his name was Kenny. His, his name, name was Kenny was like, right Bud. Uh, and the little black, the little black chubby kid. I always liked him because he was the only fat person in the fucking show. Yeah, I was like fat people. Uh, but I love that. You know what show? To be honest with you, I don't think holds up. Is Seinfeld. Mm. I watch it now and I go, <sighs>
1: wow, that's interesting because I feel like I'm the only person. Like I almost started a riot at a comedy club with other comics because I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld. No, I don't. I don't. And I, everybody was just like, "What are you talking about?" So like, I feel like I got to do it. But it's just I, we were talking about earlier. Like I feel well, like so you busy. Seen, if you've
0: never seen it before, I think it holds up. It'll because, hold up because you've never seen it before. But once you know the gags, you go, oh, okay. Cause it's one of the, it's the whole every episode. There's a callback, right? So it's like whatever they were talking about in the beginning of the episode, whatever, whatever. They'll go through some shit in the middle, and then at the end, they'll show an somebody will go through an example of what they were talking about in the beginning, and it'll be that oh shit kind of callback moment. And then once you, but once you've already seen these, you know what I mean. Like a, a call, when the you're the magician a has revealed his hands. Yeah, when you're watching a stand up and he does a callback, it's brilliant. It's funny, yeah. but when you watch him three shows in a row, you go, ah, "Yeah, this is yeah. what he pulls the fucking." Thing.
1: I'm sure, and I'm sure you get this all the time. People are like, we're gonna come to the ten o'clock, and you're like, "Don't do that."
0: I, well, <laughs> I'm actually very happy to be honest with you. I know really, you do different sets, but sex. I'm not very happy when somebody does tell me that because I'm like. Oh, you're gonna Okay, cool. Just let me know so I can change this shit up real right. fucking quick. I'm not changing my yeah. set for two people. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I I'm one of those fucking yeah. I don't want anybody to see the same shit. I'm like, yeah. I even fucking do the disclaimer. Look, I'm gonna have to do the cupcake chick because I saw the merchandise. I saw the shirts. Like, yeah. you know I have to do that. Like they're like, no, no, do it exactly. I got booked for doing for when I worked with uh Dave Chappelle. Somebody was at the show, they saw it. they went to my fucking website, they booked me, and she Throughout the, she booked me for a private party, which I didn't want to do, but ended up being the best fucking decision Mm -hmm. I've ever made in my life. It was great, and she said, like slowly but surely, throughout like the three or four weeks leading up to the party, it went from like, hey, whatever you want to do is fine, whatever material you want to do, it's there's no, you know, there's no, I, I don't want to, you know uh stop you from saying any curse words you could curse as much as you want whatever and which and, you don't which I don't and she said she's oh you know like whatever you did at the Chappelle thing if you want to you do know, just do whatever I don't care and then it went and started from that to the day of like just do exactly what you did at the day of Chappelle <laughs> She literally goes just do exactly yeah. word for word. I'm like I'm gonna add I'm like do you do you do realize you hired me for 30 minutes and I did 15 minutes. So there's gonna be some things that I'm gonna yeah. have to add. Right. Even if she's like just do it Where, exactly. Where'd you do it? Thing. It was at a private party, and uh, this is one of the things I worked into the act. She, she booked me. She wanted to book me. She goes, "Oh, how much would it be?" And it's a private party, and we all know we all hate private parties. So you want to? Tr- I wanted to charge something that was high, but not too high that I kind of want the money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But if she turns it down, I'm fine with it. Sorry, I said eight hundred bucks, and uh, I said this at the at the show. I'm like, I've never gotten a woman to reply yes faster than that. Yeah, she literally responded yes, okay, perfect. In the moment she did that, I was like, fuck. That I means you could have got three. I could have gotten so much more money. And then I pulled, her, and then she sent, she text, she didn't text me her address until the day of the party. Fucking, it was in Sunny Isles. And I get there, and there's a Ferrari, a literal Ferrari parked outside the house. That's being, the party's being guarded by two different city of fucking Miami police officers. And uh-huh. fucking Valet takes my car, and I'm like, this is gonna be the shittiest car, mm-hmm. you guys, Valet. I apologize in advance for this yeah. shit right now. They don't even like say, no, it's no problem. They're like, nah. Nah. no, they were like, nah. they just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, mm, we know. Yeah. You know, like, like no. I'm like, you did. And I ain't even told them, I go, no, nah, I'm sure you got caterers. And they go, no, nah. they went to the back. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're really not supposed to go this way exactly. but, not, left, but they were i mean it was the fucking greatest i mean the guy the vice president from carnival Cruises, was there he saw me he literally goes you're on fucking carnival like that was, that's dope that was one of those things she fucking tipped me like 400 bucks it was yeah. insane like she was just, yeah. but i just made a point to you, every time i looked at something they had a fucking they lived on the water literally of on the water out, yeah. and then they had a pool and I'm like, how cocky are you motherfuckers that you look at Mother Nature and go, fuck "Which water you? will I dip my toe yeah, into?" Like, yeah. <laughs> how, how cocky are you guys that you look at fucking uh, the beach and go, nah, fuck you, Mother Nature. I'll show you what a body of water is yeah. supposed to look like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like, that's the, look at, this is crazy Good talk. They were so rich, bro. But yeah, they were, but the nicest person on earth, they were fucking nice. I even forgot why I got into the story, but... Um, yeah, going into the whole material thing, I, I don't like doing Like, if it's one person i saw like, I'll, I'll change it up. Right. Please don't let me be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Right. I can't, I can't do that shit. Yeah. But uh, you got shows tonight, right? No show tonight,
1: two tomorrow. Um, this when does come, this
0: come out? This probably come out next Monday or two. Oh,
1: okay. So, yeah, check me out if you're listening anywhere in the Michigan area. I'll be at the Connections in Lansing. And uh, I will be at uh, Comedy on the State in Madison, Wisconsin at the
0: end of. How was that? How was that place? Have you been there before?
1: Yes, it's the one of the best rooms in the entire country. Really?
0: And you got a that, feature
1: without? Yeah, Forrest is coming, but you can go with me next time.
0: Dude, I'm the, I, wa- it's I an want to get fucking. i am trying to get in, uh, like Brad, a big again, big shout out to Brad Williams. He was like, you can come out with me, whatever. And then I every room that I'm asking him for, he's like, yeah, that's a Dave shoot room. I can't fucking do that with you. Yeah, I'm like Ugh.
1: it's so yeah, because Stro- Stroop really doesn't let people bring features. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it's, well
0: some people. Yeah, some people are like, listen, Jamie, fuck Jamie Kennedy was like, hey, I need Nary, literally Nary in Tampa. Uh, fucking Ari Spears was like, I'm bringing my dude, and he brings me whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you got to be that that fucking yeah. level of shit. We're like, really, let's be honest. But, yeah, man, so whenever you're going to fucking, I would love any East Coast fucking just saying. I'm just saying. trying to right. work. Uh, but uh, what's your website, Al?
1: Oh, you can check me out at aljacksonlive.com. And uh, on the twitters at Al Jackson, man,
0: dude, one of the funniest twitters. I I love your fucking Twitter. Like, I wish I could tweet. Like, I can't tweet. I'm not a good Twitter person. Really? Yeah, I'm not. Like, I, I, I retweeted you today. You don't understand how much joy that brought me. Really? I, I sat down in the parking lot. This it was an actual event that happened. The tweet was based upon something. That yeah, really I know happened. because
1: you no know one that was so funny. And anybody that's married, just yeah. like when you're already agitated, somebody just makes a shitty comment. You're yeah. like,
0: really? Now I, I literally said that. I literally said, <laughs> really, bro. <laughs> fucking kidding me you're gonna hit me with this right now mom yes. and but that was really like it was one of those things where that tweet came off normal and that tweet like it didn't take me that much time but as far as like whenever I try to tweet something funny I gotta be living the moment like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a good I'm a decent live Twitter person like mm-hmm. so if we're doing if we're live tweeting the, the Oscars I'll, I'm, I'm decent at that mm-hmm. but when it's regular everyday life shit I'm like ugh <laughs> 140 characters, bro. Have you heard any one of my bitch? They fucking take 10 minutes yeah. to get to the punch. Are you fucking kidding me? I can't cut this shit down to 140 characters. Yeah. So, uh, so if you're gonna follow anybody on Twitter, bro, Al Jackson, bro, do, oh, do much that shit. What's uh, what's it? Al Jackson comedy? Just Al,
1: Al Jackson. Jackson. Uh, you got?
0: Yeah, you were able to get out, bro, from
1: Twitter. Thank you, Twitter people. I did their t- comedy festival, and there was a guy that had Al Jackson, but he had never tweeted. He had no followers, and he wasn't following anybody. And so I told Twitter about it. Um, and they were like, "Well, we'll see what we can do." And I woke—I literally woke up the next day. I had Al Jackson, and I was verified. (sighs) Dude, so it was just like bananas because, dude, up until then, and I think this cost me like a lot of followers. Like, I had my my Twitter handle, was originally Al Jackson Comedy, which is four thousand characters. So So people, so if you're doing a show, I can't. People can't have my name in there because I'm already taking up twenty two letters. So then they were like, you got to change this. So then I changed it to Al Jackson, A-L-J-A-X-N. But people don't know, it, it, you know, when you say it on the radio show, they're like, Al Jackson, J-A-X-N or J-A-N-X. Like, they're fucking, you know, it's hard because it doesn't make sense. And then it was I didn't was Al underscore comedy. I was like, fuck. And then I got Al Jackson. I was like, holy shit. Life Ray is Jesus. good.
0: Jesus. Uh, Al Jackson. Al Jackson. So check that out, which is amazing that you got it because there's a fucking country singer called yeah, Al jackson yeah
1: which is so, cool. i'm like who's running your twitter and you know it's now that i know we're trying to wrap up there's it's weird there's also like uh an, an author that writes i think like t- female tweener f- 13 to 15 year old novels like you know
0: really Al yeah,
1: jackson? yeah i think her name's like allison jackson but um because of it like i still get now i to this day i still get T- uh, tweets from some of our fans are once in a while like, "I loved Clashing Meadows." It was it,
0: it's really where
1: <laughs> I am in my life right now. I'm like, oh, I don't think this is
0: the well. Uh, our our no- normally, uh, if you guys have listened this far, I should have mentioned this earlier. Our normal co-hosts, Xander Ray and Stephanie uh, Meyer, Mayer uh, she there are normal calls, but they're not here because I was here on a special occasion and I had to get them in and they're fucking, they're, you know, they, can't, they couldn't make it. So yeah. not because of that, but I bring it up because Mitchell. I bring it up because Stephanie's name is Stephanie and her last name is Meyer that, uh, you know, hyphenated uh uh senior mm-hmm. and Stephanie Mayer senior is the one who created twilight. Oh, and so Stephanie, my yeah. co-host Stephanie's name on Twitter is at not that stuff. Mm-hmm. she's literally telling them i'm not that stephanie motherfucker right like, please don't fucking like i like that and though. it's it's great i think it's awesome not that but she, short too yeah when she said what's when i said uh what's your uh, twitter she first she had it at s meyer whatever and i'm like that just no one's mm. gonna fuck. people are just gonna try two times and be like fuck it mayor senior that's what it was it was s mayor senior or some shit like that and i was like She literally gets people texting like, "I love like." Until she got not that stuff, she was literally getting people like, "Twilight changed my life" type of shit. And I was like, "What?" There's, I'm, I'm happy that nobody's got NaryScience.com, but you know, there's. Then again, there's nobody ever saying, "Thank the Lord, Nary's made this." Book or written or a song, <laughs> nobody's ever said that. Um, but I, I, I want to thank you. Like you. It's a huge shout. You know, it's funny. Steph was intimidated. She's like, maybe you and him should just do it by yourselves because he's like a big time comic. No, please. he's like a big time. I'm like, do you know I've picked up Al when he's been so drunk he didn't know it was me picking him up? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I yes. fucking Al such. Yeah. Like he is a big time dude. Like, he's like he's such my like we go back so far. It's Bruh, not funny. Forever. So I love I love literally here, man from day one. Uh yeah, from day one, man. So uh but guys check out his Twitter. Um you can always check out Wubropod at Wubropod.com and Twitter at Wubropod. everything. Email us at Woobropod. We didn't do a, a old school pick. What's your favorite old school movie that's not so famous that everybody knows it like Top Gun?
1: Oh, easy. Uh
0: I'm gonna go with Major Pain. Dude, great fucking pick! Right major there. pain. You know it's funny. No. We've done this for a hundred and something episodes, one hundred and ten episodes, and a lot of times guests come in and we go, "We've already picked that. We've already picked that." And you came in, not even a fucking warning. I'm just like, "What's your favorite old movie?" And you're like, "Major pain." Major. Done. Fucking end. Uh, I actually, I will go because I got to make a pick now. Because if you in a pick, I got to fucking make a pick. And dude, major pain. When I worked with Damon Wayans. There was so many like I had to fight back the fucking hey, I
1: loved you and made you pain, dude. dude.
0: Like I loved you, like you know that fucking movie. There's an underground people, a group of people that love that movie, dude. And I, I will go with I literally saw this movie yesterday, and I will go with over the top. Oh, <laughs> a little sliced alone because you know what every divorce uh, uh, custody battle movie needs is arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> to show the judges you're not hyper aggressive. <laughs> yes. Like, I could take care of my kid in this rig. <laughs> cause he's 12 your honor like, no, they don't fucking mention that shit they don't ever talk about that like what the fuck yeah
1: I think his wife's lawyer dropped the ball yeah. uh, maybe
0: unfit parent uh, <laughs> at some point the son is driving the rig I'm yeah. like maybe you should be with his mom <laughs> maybe he she died she, she, he should still be with his mom <laughs> that's still better than this shit uh, but uh, yeah over the top so um, I'll go with that and so we went over the top and major pain I think that's a good fucking night of movies I, I just love movies so much that I ended up talking about them so much in, in the podcast which this part this episode episode very few movie talk some people may be excited some people may be upset but fuck it uh thank you guys for checking us out uh, uh again thank you very much uh just letting you know my cd drops uh soon Ouch. i actually just got the email today that it's going to be it's already printed and shipped so they're shipping it. Wow. It's uh, and you are a major part of the thank yous, brother, because you, you have helped me out through so much. Of, of Let me idea. know so I can tweet that out to my people. I Facebook will. Facebook it. I'll do everything. Thank you, brother. All right. So uh, uh, that's it. That's how winning is done. Peace. All right. Peace. You have fucking smoke right out, and I have that's how winning is done. Is I that like that. Is that's how winning is done. No, I'm straight up Rocky Balboa, man. That's from the Rocky Balboa ages of... Uh, that's how winning is done. Two in the box! Ready to go! We be fast and (laughs) they be slow! Wow!